The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, um, the other day, we've got a busy show tonight. After midnight, we're going to take calls straight to air, and I'm going to try and do... I'm trying. going to try and not speak for the whole hour, so we're going to have some psychedelic fun. At 11, we've got Keith and the girl um, from... Uh, when we went to New York, they were brilliant. They're coming on. But I want to kick off the show with a big musical number. Um, uh, we played a track from the John Goodman album the other day, man. It was it was surprising. It's kind of if you'd imagine a John Goodman album, that's kind of the sound. I've I've been listening to it. It's patchy, right? It's okay. patchy. But I'm going to play the hits from it because the, the the hits are absolutely flipping brilliant. Um, uh, oh, listen. Oh, there's so many to choose. Um, um, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, um, all right, let's try this one. Thank you. 
There we go. Now, that's the John Goodman. It's now. He doesn't mind, does he? He doesn't mind, does he? And when it... when it It's, it's a patchy album. I'm going to be completely honest, right? But when it rocks, it rocks. I'll play another song later. I, I, I'm blown away by that. 0344 is the phone number. We'll have a laugh tonight, shall we? Um, I was off last night. I was... Uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was offered... Uh, um, <laughs> I was offered ten times my fee <laughs> for a night's work, and I went, ah, yeah, <laughs> Go on. I'll take that. Literally ten times what I get paid for this. And I went, um, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, so that's where I was. That's where I was. There's no bones about it. I was uh, at a lovely time, some very, very nice people, and um, it was all rather fun. And um, um, I was going to say, oh, and, then, and I was on the one show as well. Yeah. And, and my mum was on the one show, and I... I didn't realise you could watch the BBC live on the iPlayer, so I managed to... I, I, I saw the end, and then I went back and I saw my mum on there. Caddick rang up at the top of yesterday's show. Mm. said, uh, uh, it's a shame he's not here, but at least he's looking after his mum. When he's not looking after his mum now... Alan, you idiot, that was... It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't live, it was, it was daylight. So I thought it was! Idiot. Um, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, no, he's in Birmingham doing a corporate. He said, where in Birmingham? And I realised my mistake. I was, I was at... Um, it was a big centre that's got, like, ten halls in it. Is that the NEC? No, not the NEC, you pudding. Could I tell you what I'm thought of with ten halls? No, um, it's... There's an all-bar-one opposite it. Uh, the ICC. Here we go! <laughs> He's right! The ICC. He's, I was at the ICC! Oh, what was the ICC? I was, I was, I was um, uh, hosting a quiz night for ten times my fee here, dear listener, and boy, oh boy, what a joy it was. It was really nice people, actually. Sometimes those things can be a little bit... Um, but it was, it was very funny. I met some really lovely people. Um, so, but, you know, um, uh, uh, seeing my mum always makes me a bit sad. When see, and seeing her on telly, it's funny. It's funny seeing someone on TV that you know very well... <laughs> You see them differently. You see them differently. They look different, as you know. You, yeah, you know, exactly. You, so you know. Um, and then, Alan, today I was reminded... Get this right. My best mate, Simon. Yeah. My birthday is the 9th of June, 1973. His birthday is the 10th of June, 1974. Right? Right. Right. Okay. okay. Right. His dad died on the same day as my dad. Years apart. But on the same day, and that is that day is today. And he reminded, he, he sent me a text in on, you know, tough day, isn't it? And I went, why? He went, oh, and I remembered. Um, but what, what are the chances of that happening, huh? What are the chances? So tonight, today's, I've been a little bit maudlin, Alan, just thinking about my mum being ill and think, missing my dad. So I thought tonight we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna party. Well, I've got a party on my own next Friday. Um, I think we can say party in, in my pants, pants and everyone was invited. <laughs> no, no one turned up. Friday. <laughs> it was raining. It wasn't rain. Sorry? My birthday next Friday. Oh, is it? Um, you're going to be 36. 38. There we go. And I'm going to the Glee Club. You're going to be decaffed? No, I'm going to the Glee Club. The oh. old comedy? The comedy night, which me mum and dad paid for, and their birthday present to me. And are they going with you? No, I'm going on my own. Oh, so their birthday present to you is to get you out for the night so they can have a little bunky-bunky. Well, considering my mum's only just got out of hospital... She needs all the um, uh, TLC she can get. Um, and my dad can provide it. Hey! Oh. Oh, is that not weird going to a comedy club on your own? 
Well, I've never been to a comedy club on my own before. Oh. I don't know what the etiquette for it is. Um, the etiquette is to get up uh, on the stage and grab the microphone and tell people you're lonely. Probably get ejected by security for that. Yeah, well, right. y- you might do. Well, that's a very nice present um, uh, to themselves. To themselves, <laughs> that, that's a nice. They've, that's a nice thing they've done. How's Mum doing? Is she all right? Yeah, she's a lot better. Good. She's, she's been nagging me around. Good. That's the, that's what they do. My, my mum nagged me around and embarrassed me, and that's what they're meant. That is what they're meant to do. Um, right, and and I know. Um, anything else, Alan? That's it, thank you. Ta-ta. Hey, after midnight, Alan, we're going to take calls straight to air. I'll try and call in. So please do, mate. It'll be fun. All right, speak to you later. Okay, thank you. Um, So my fate... I I know everyone... Everyone has done... This, um... Not Wincy Willis. Quincy Jones. (laughs) Wincy Willis. Everyone got got the producer of your album. Is it the one I asked for? Yep, yep, yep. She's coming in in a minute. She, she? yes. What? Then in walks Wincy Willis. Hi guys, I'm here to produce the the soul pop album. Come in. I didn't ask for Wincy Willis. I've only asked for Quincy Jones. Don't matter. We've got Wincy. She's bloody good. She's just produced a five star reunion, and uh, she's going to be great. I think he's a Billy Bullshiner. Well, I think he's got dementia. Mm. I think he's but, also a Billy Bullshiner. But did you see the bit where he said that Marlon Brando and yeah. Richard Pryor had, had sex? Yeah. Right. Richard Pryor's widow has confirmed that the comedian slept with Marlon Brando. Has she, though? Yes. No, I saw what she put on Twitter. She just went, everyone was doing it to radiators. After music producer Quincy Jones made the claim. Speaking about the Godfather actor, Quincy said this week, he was the most charming mother fluffer you ever met. He'd fluff anything. Anything. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. How did you know about that, Quincy? Heard it through the grapevine. Oh, good one. Or, how did you know about that, Quincy? Heard it through his cockvine. Oh, less good. Richard's widow, Jennifer Lee Pryor, 77, yesterday confirmed his claim, explaining it was the 70s. Drugs were still good. If you did enough cocaine, you'd flip a radiator and send it flowers in the morning. She described her husband's tryst with Marlon as experimental fun. Jennifer wed Brewster's million star Richard twice. They split a year after their first wedding in 1981. Because of the radiator. Yep. And were married for four years till his death in 2005-65. Richard was open about his bisexuality and wrote diaries detailing his relationships with men, which Jennifer intends to publish later this year. Oh! I shall be buying that book when it comes out. She added, the 70s, everyone was bi, not my mum. And not my dad. No. Not everyone was by. Not my mum, not my dad. And not my nanas and not my granddads. And none of them were by. Everyone else, maybe. Experiment experience. Twosomes, threesomes, some as big as your head. (laughs) If you listen to Richard's comedy, the early stuff, he was way ahead of his time on gay rights. She said she thought Richard would be cracking up laughing at music legend Quincy. He won't. He's dead. And once we die, that's it. 
Um, Richard was married seven times to five women and fathered seven children. If it took him 15 years to do that, how many of his children does it take to dig a hole? Three times married Marlon had 11 children, three of whom were adopted. Marlon, who died in 2004, aged 80, also spoke freely about his sexuality. In 1976, he said, homosexuality is so much in fashion, it no longer makes news. Do the voice. I don't know how he speaks. You do, Godfather. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. You come to me on the morning of my daughter's wedding asking for favours. I'm going to give you... You're going to put that in there. (laughs) And I'm going to blow on it. And... I'm not going to leave a horse's head in your bed. All I'm right. going to give you head in your bed. OK, there we go. Is it too far? Yeah. Like a la- large number of men, I too have had homosexual experiences, and I am not ashamed. I never paid much attention to what people think about me. That, but if there is someone convinced that Jack Nicholson and I are lovers, may they continue to do so. Wow. Why? When Jack Nicholson dies, boy, oh boy, there's going to be some stories. There's going to be so many. Stories. I'm not saying it's going to be of the the size and the kind of you know, like Savile. It's not going to be like that. Boy, oh boy, there's going to be stories. There are certain celebrities that, while I, I'm not looking forward to their death. You gonna... are looking forward no, to no, I'm not reading looking... the memoirs. I'm not looking forward to their death, but I'm looking... No, not even the memoirs. I'm looking forward to the, the people coming out of the woodwork. Um, <clears throat> uh, um, <clears throat> Nicholson. Mm-hmm. McCartney. Mm-hmm. I'm looking... I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, he's lived. He's lived. Um, Jones. Tom. Not, no, not Quincy. The entire, the entire Jones clan. What about this one? Kirk Douglas. Oh, now. Because the stories have started. Well, no, didn't Kirk... Kirk Douglas has been accused of rape, hasn't he? Was it Jane Mansfield? I can't remember. I was reading this the other day. Yeah. I was reading this. And he's still been honoured at things. Kirk Douglas is... is, uh, uh, And it's been out for quite a long time. Is it Jane Mansfield? It was. This is like a known... I was reading a story about it somewhere... And it was re- saying this as though... Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, there you go. And it's Robert Downey Jr. that's um, accusing. Wowzers! Seriously, man. Dear. Mm-hmm. Um, 03444991000. I'm going to say the names of the next two callers because my boys would like them. Jack and Zach, they rhyme. They like things like that. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio, guys! Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000. I'm Ian Lee. Some of you will know me from the 11 o'clock show. Some of you will know me from the radio. Some will have seen me eating a pig's vagina um, in uh, Australia. These, these things are all true. Catherine has um, done none of those things. That I'm willing to admit to. But mm. uh, the evening is still young. 03444991000 is the phone number. Um, let's go to Jack. Evening, Jack. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jack. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jack. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Jack. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm responding to you. Oh, okay. I was just 
Remember the last time I called you? Yes, you fractured your hand. No, when I was being cheeky, remember? When I was... Hmm? When I asked, are you intelligent, remember? Yeah, he did ask whether you were intelligent. I don't remember. I, if, if I'm honest, Jack, once the show is done, I dump it from my um, uh, my fleshy hard drive. Oh, I was just going to apologise about that. I didn't... No need. I, I don't a... remember it. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. There we go. That's better. Um, what you got for us tonight, Jack? Well, I've actually had a very good week. Oh, well, let's it... hear about it. OK, so on Monday... I was going up to mass, and my fire alarm went off yes. once. Uh, fire alarm. Your fire alarm? Yeah. And then we went outside, right. got back inside, and then it comes off again. Right. And then it comes off again. Yes. And then on Tuesday, right. the fire alarm comes off again. Yes. So the screen comes off straight, £6,000. The, well, hang on, I've missed something here, Kath. You too. What's happened? You too. So hang on, who's been fined? The school has been fined six thousand pounds. Yes. For the because the fire alarm kept going off. Yes, and it went off on Thursday two times, so the school's now up to ten thousand nine hundred. Who's 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 told? Uh, who's fining them? Uh, the fire, the fire department. Right, but the fire department. Are you in New York or something? Or Los Angeles. Um, who told you th- about this fine? Um, well, uh, yeah. the school. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I don't think that's true. No. don't think that's yeah. true. Well, you know, I've got a joke for you. OK. okay moving on. I don't, I don't know if it's OK for the radio, though. <sighs> let, well, let, do you know what? We'll take a risk. Okay. Oh, Kath's a producer. She's got an offcom already. She could do with another one. The other one's getting lonely. Put your finger in that dump button. Okay, finger is near. Oh, he's on the dump button. Okay, go and listen. So there was this dog. Right, there was this man. He walks into a zoo, and the only animal that was in the zoo was a dog. Right. So the man turns around and says to his mate, "Ah, this is a shit zoo." <laughs> Because, because, the, because the dog, that was the breed of dog. Yeah, yeah it was a shih tzu. Yeah, it was a shih tzu dog. Yeah. That was the yeah. breed of dog, yeah. But what about the rest of the animals? It, it, it was a shih tzu. How could it, hang on a minute, how much, did this man pay to get into this zoo? Yes. How much did he pay? 60 quid. 60 quid? 60 quid. And he was with a mate, so that's 120 quid, right, to get into the zoo. And you're telling me the only... The only animal they had in there was a Shih Tzu dog. No exactly. monk. Were, were there monkeys? Ian. Were there monkeys? There was, no, there was only a dog. I don't think they're even protected enough to be in a zoo, are they? How would you put a dog in a zoo? It's that's cruel. A, that's a strange... It's cruel. That's a strange thing. Were there hippos there? No. Were there, were there, were there penguins? Bush babies. No, but there was, Oh, Ian, there was a pig in the zoo. What? There was what? There was a pig in the zoo. Um, OK, th- thanks Thanks for calling. I'll be honest, and here's the here's the irony. The dog may have been a shit zoo, but that zoo sounds like it was shit. It does, doesn't it? It really does. 
0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Thank you. That clip will be viral. Um, evening, Zach. Evening. Evening. If you're on speakerphone... No. Don't make me come you're down there. You're on speakerphone, mate. No. I can hear... Are you on... Are you got a headset? No. Right. You sound like you're on speakerphone. Definitely not. Well, what are you doing? Hiding under the covers or something? No. Then why does it sound like you're phoning us from a cardboard box? I don't know. Oh. Flipping it, man. Tell him, Go on, Zach, what do you want? Well, uh, I'll just... I'll do, right, just uh, be honest with me. Just today. be honest. Just be honest with me. And let's, let's... Mano e mano, right? Are you on speakerphone? No. Right. Be on, but be honest with me. Honestly, I'm not on speakerphone. Come on, dude. Come on. We've all... I've lived... I've I've made calls on speakerphone when I shouldn't. I've Have lived. you? No. Come on. Why are you I'm on speaker? I'm doing this right now, so... I've, I've you got what? Not, I've not got... I've got my camera set up for my YouTube channel. What do you mean you've got your camera set up? Yeah, so I, I, I freeze that. <laughs> but the fuck. Well, then what are you doing with the phone that is making it sound? This is supposed to be a light-hearted show, and this is a nightmare. What are you doing with the phone that is making it sound so bad? I don't know. Right, what do you want? Well, I was just saying later in this month, I'm going on a helicopter ride. Over Windsor. Great call. Thanks very much. I mean, really. Do you know what? Um, hang on, I'm still thinking. It's my thinking music. Monday, I want over 30s only. Why? Because of him? Because those last two calls. Yeah. I don't want kids. Over th- uh, just for Monday, let's just see if it increases the um, the uh, calibre of caller. I want, o- I want over 30s. I don't trust the 20-somethings either. I want 30 and over on Monday. I think you've got, you're on something there. Yeah. Because the 30-somethings are less likely to think they're on The Apprentice when they use their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 30 and over on Monday. Tonight, we've got kids come on. Baby, it's late-night babysitting service for, for kids of, you know, drug-addled parents. I don't flip in there. I was reading the, the papers, The Sun, right? The Sun has got two stories in it that... Um, I, 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 the first the first story I read it and I went and I looked at the front of the paper because I thought oh this is an old paper oh no it's not and then the second story I read it and I, I looked at the front of the paper again because I thought this is a this is an old paper because I know these two stories mm. listen to these two stories go right? on oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand these are like deja vu stories right Wallipop Elf and Safety Twit Storm um. Outrage at Lollipop Men's High Five Ban. That story was out like three months ago. Um, p- parents last night blasted council jobsworths. You know where that word comes from, don't you? That's life. Yep. Who have banned Lollipop Men from high fiving kids. The bur- bird brained pen pushers have barred the friendly gesture because they say it's disruptive. Lollipop man, Brian Broom. Okay. 77, who has been patrolling for 20 years. He He must must be be tired. tired. 
will hang up his stick today in protest. Well, that's going to be dangerous. He said after... Ooh, here we go. Right. Here we go. He said after two parents complained about the high fives, he was warned it could be misconstrued as grooming at Kirk Ellis and Andrews Primary Hall. Well, if parents have complained... That's something else. If parents have complained, that's something else. That's not jobs worth pen pushers. That's parents going, I feel a bit uncomfortable about that old guy touching my kids. Now, you know, I'm one of those people that if I'm sat opposite um, a kid on a tube on the underground, I'll pull stupid faces and I'll stick my tongue out and I'll try and make them laugh. Um, but I, I would go short of, you know, touching them. Uh, you know, it's a high five and all of that kind of stuff, but you've got to be, you've got to be careful. If the parents are feeling uncomfortable about it, you've got to yep. expect that. Yep, 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 yep. He added, I can't go on with the present atmosphere. My first priority is to get them across the road safely. Well, it's not. It would appear your first priority is high fives. Making friends. But I want to get them across the road with a smile. Lollipop man Colin Spencer, 83, has been banned by his council from giving out the greeting. And a manager even came to tell him how to hold his stick. Why are they calling it a stick? It's a lollipop. Yeah. Lollipop. Colin, who's been helping kids for 14 years, said she was telling me how I mustn't high-five the kids because it's too much of a disruption. It's not brain surgery. Hey, listen, guys, even if you're using um, uh, zebra crossings, pelican crossings, or lollipop men and women, uh, you've still got to use the green cross code. You've still got to use the green cross code. Yep, bit of initiative. Dad Howie Pickering, whose two daughters go to the school, said it's... Oh, this is an unusual twist on a classic theme. It's bureaucracy gone mad. Colin really cheers the kids up before school. Stockport Council said the member of Crossing Patrol staff at this location has been asked to stop high-fiving and concentrate on his core duty of ensuring highway safety. Um, We at The Sun think this is another example of political correctness gone Gone mad. mad. Not only have lollipop people been told to stop high-fiving children, they've been told to stop bumming them as well. So, (laughs) it really is... um, So that's story number one, right? That's story number one that's in the paper, and I think, I know that story. I've heard that story. You know, Mike, you know where I stand on lollipop people, on their floats. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't think we need them. They only get paid a stipend, but, but when we're counting... You Google it, guys. Uh, when we're counting the pennies, every stipend counts. Mm. Um, and we don't need them. I think they're useful in places where there aren't crossings. But they don't put them on places where there aren't crossings. They put them on crossings. Here we go, guys. I saw what they do in New Zealand. I saw it with my own eyes. What do they do there? It's flipping brilliant. The kids are in charge of the road crossing, right? And what they do is outside the school, on each side of the road, there's like... Um, a barrier, right, on the side of the road. And what the kids do is they walk the barrier out into the road. It stops the traffic. Kids cross and the kids move. Now, I don't know how the first kid gets onto the other side of the road without dying. That's that's difficult. But they're in charge of it. Kids do it. 
It's brilliant. Works perfectly. I didn't see any fatalities for the two minutes that um, I could see this in my distance sounds before like I a, turned a corner. Sounds like a watertight system. Sounds like a watertight. We'll do the other story in a second. That I'm, we've done it before recently. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On talk radio. Yeah, what do you want? Ah, Ian. <clears throat> Simon New Forest. Hello, Simon. Question for you yes. on the on the, what you've just been talking about, right? Yeah. Um, where do you stand on this? Because you're your parent, obviously, and so is Kath. Evening, Kath. She's out there. All right. Round round where I live, there's um, there's a couple of there's a, there's a school, and there's a couple of um, now road narrowing um, devices, I suppose you could call them, where outside this school, but the the council have coloured in the um, the two areas on the road in, in a different colour tarmac. So it's like a red tarmac, right? Yes, yes. And as a result, you get motorists stopping as if it was a zebra crossing to let people cross. They're called courtesy crossings. Oh, oh is it? Yeah, they're called courtesy crossings. Ah, you see, now I don't agree with this because I think if you've got a motorist who takes offence to other people making them stop, yeah. then they're going to go round... And it could cause all sorts of problems. I just don't like it. I just well, think um, it's an accident well, waiting to happen. No, it's not. No, come on now. You're, you're, well, come on, put the cliches back in the cliche box. No, they're courtesy crossings. And um, if you see someone there, you're entitled. No one's going to go around because they'll see that there's someone crossing your, poo, your, your prune. I suppose so. Thank you very much indeed. Ta ta. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hey, I am. Hello, David. What you got for us? Um, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Okay. I don't like it. Well, what is? I don't know what it is yet. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Okay. What do you reckon? Well, you, I don't know what it is yet. Come on. Huh? I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Well, go on then. Have you got it? Well, I, I I don't know what it is yet. Ah, oh, dear. Is Kath there? No. Right. Hey! <laughs> yes? I'm going on a safari. Oh! In Kenya. Oh! I don't know why. Ah. Oh. Um, uh, where... Kenya's in Africa, yeah? Um... Yes. Okay. Um, how long are you going for? One week. <laughs> um, okay. What are you hoping? Are you going to hunt? No, I don't know. No, I'm going to uh, hopefully see some uh, animals and things. You know they have animals and things over here at Whipsnade? That's not the same, though, is it? Well, it's cheaper and it's nearer. Probably not cheaper, actually. Those places are well expensive. Um, oh, that'll be good. When are you going? Wednesday. <laughs> That's a bit um, uh, uh, a bit spontaneous. I'm a spontaneous kind of guy. That's true. Well, that, that's taking true. Taking lots of, lots of videos and pictures, so you get to see. Oh, that's fantastic! 
How do you um, feel tonight's show's going, David? I, I, I don't feel we've quite got... We've quite reached um, maximum velocity yet. Well, I mean, I can help, because you said you wanted it to be a laugh, and I've got three jokes. OK, beautiful. And I'll gauge the success on how much you laugh. OK, bearing in mind I don't laugh at jokes, but go on, good luck. Yeah. Maybe the listener will. Well. Right. Hey, Kath. Hiya. Right, everybody, three, two, one. I couldn't stop crying today. I'm sorry to hear that. I've been chopping loads of onions. Right, joke number two. Aye. I put my socks on this morning. I got them on the wrong feet. Joke number three. No, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You've missed off a bit of that joke. Surely you then say, my wife wasn't too... Pl- my, my wife was wondering why I was putting socks on her or something. You, put, you, you say you put them on the wrong feet. Then the joke is that you've put them on someone else's feet, isn't it? No, no, the joke, the joke is that uh, plain black socks can go on either foot. Oh, can they? No. My- can they? No. The one is for the left and one is for the right, isn't it? Which one? How do, you, how, do you, how do you know? Well, one is... It's like... Hang on a minute. It's like slippers, isn't it? One is curved no. in to the left no. and one is curved in to, to the right, isn't it? No, no. I'm getting no, blank no. Fla- faces from everyone. Are you telling me... Hang on, are you seriously telling me that you can put a sock on either foot? Well, I, I do, and I don't fall over. Is he winding me up? I think he might be. I'm hoping Don't he wind isn't. me up, mate. Don't wind me don't up. Remember, I'm yay close to giving up. Go on. Um, how many chimpanzees it takes to uh, change a light bulb? I don't think they know how to, do they? So I'm going to say zero. Correct. OK, thanks very much for calling. I mean... Uh... Right. So the other story that's in the sun, right, that um, made me, genuinely made me go, what? Hope he doesn't suffer from claustrophobia. A trapped lad peers out of an arcade grabber game after climbing in to get his cheeky hands on a fluffy football. Uh, no, that's old. That's old, isn't it? That's old. The cheeky boy, identified only as Mason, was stuck like Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Left. This is this is old. I tell you why, because I remember this. Until firefighters freed him in, in Titsville. I remember the name, Titsville. <laughs> Titsville, Florida. The lucky lad got to keep the toy. They should have of course the fireman should have used the grabber to get him out. Would have been That's what is going on with come on, son. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You should tell everyone the Sun own this radio station. They own it. News Corp, The Sun, The Times, Murder owns this. He owns my ass. So if, if if you're switching off because for two minutes I read from from the sun, then really <laughs> just <laughs> you're listening to the wrong thing. And also, guys, I mean, if you're if you're going to switch off because you don't like the show, you know that's groovy and stuff. But I mean, there's no need to at me. What what good 
what, 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 what good does that do? And then when I reply to that at, don't get sniffy. You're the one that told me you didn't like the content of my show and we're going to switch off. And I'm supposed to go, oh, man. Oh, no. Maybe you should have started out with the response of thanks for that the way he did. I mean... I didn't realise I had. I just typed your name. Right, yeah, with the at symbol before it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I just typed a name and, and it hasn't popped up as a thing. Um, let's go to see. I, I mean, uh, I mean, Natalie, I don't want to lose Natalie's listenership. Of course I don't. I want everyone to listen to this show because it's a bloody good show. And if you're going to switch off because of two minutes of... Co- you know, you're going to switch off... Uh, with two hours of the show left because of two minutes of content, um, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm really trying... I'm really trying in a minute, CJ. I'm really trying my best, right, to give you lot something different every single night. I get... I If I do a show that was a bit similar to a show a couple of weeks before, I go home going, oh, I've run out of ideas, this is terrible... I'm doing my best to give you something unique and um, unusual and stupid and silly and clever and cerebral and empathetic and emotional and esoteric and psychedelic and all of these things. And, and if there's two minutes of it, the two minutes of it that you don't like... And you're complaining about two minutes out of a three hour, 15 hours of radio a week that you don't like? I don't know what more I can do. Honestly, you'd be hard push to push to find anybody, um, any presenter or any producer, like me and Kath, that put, that, that put more emotion and more passion into a radio show. You would be hard pushed. Most people, a lot of people here, they rock up. They do their shtick and then they go home and that's it. Um, we come in and we sit and we talk and yeah, we watch Netflix and we play games and we buy, but that's all part of it. That's all part of it. And I go through the papers and quite often I don't use the stuff in the papers, but I've gone through it so it's all lodged into my brain and I will, we'll record our kids and I'll go home and, and text Kath and say, I don't think this bit worked and she'll go, no, I think it did. We put so much into this, right? And if if there's two minutes of it that you don't like, do you know what? The next two minutes you're going to like. And if you don't, well, then the next two minutes you're going to like. And if you don't, then the show probably isn't for you. But don't tell me. You don't need to tell me that. You don't need to tell me that, for goodness sakes. On that bombshell, let's go to CJ. Evening, CJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the vibe tonight. Yeah. It's a great show. It's all right. It's not, it's, not great. it's not brilliant, but it's all right. It's all right. It's interesting because you did um, that story, you know, about the lollipop man. Yes. And um, well, I live in Stockport, and we actually covered this story today on my tourism page. Oh. And everyone that's coming on it as you getting really wound up by it. Oh. There's a lot of angry comments saying this is ridiculous, Stockport Council, what are you doing? And what's even more interesting, my mum is a lollipop lady. Well, she was a lollipop lady as well. So it's all it's all strange. It's synchronicity, isn't it? It's all strange. Do you know what I think? I think it's all coming from the same place as the rule that, you know, a teacher is not allowed to hug a crying child anymore. Yeah, It's probably. to stop the one, you know, 2% who have been abusing that s- system to get too close to children. But what are they supposed to do? Because, because if you allow 
people to touch kids, <laughs> some people are going to abuse the system. So you either put a rule in or you just say, ah, oh, well, it's going to happen. You know, you can't keep saying lessons will be learned and then not put anything in place policy-wise, can you, really? Well, Professor, um, with the, the, the council and Stockport, they are, they are idiots. They are very, very... They are, am I OK saying that, they're idiots? Um, they've done so many decisions over the years that have just been really questionable. Such as? Um, they built this giant shopping complex in the middle of a town centre. And it's been uh, planning for it for years and years and years, and they've only got two people to buy space in it. And it cost them over, oh, about 56 million. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. So the council here are a bit naff. So there you go. Aye, 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 aye. Some night, CJ, I just think, What's the forget point? this, forget this, forget all this, <laughs> forget all this. If we didn't have um, Keith and Hemder coming on after eleven, I'd, I'd, I'd sack all, I'd sack this off tonight. I'd sack go this on. off tonight. I'd go home. We put on a, we put on a best of, and I go. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'll send the check back to Denny because I, I can't be asked. <laughs> I can't be asked with it tonight. Oh man! I'm now sure. getting everyone on Twitter. Oh, the way you so rude. I wasn't rude. She was rude to me. She was rude to me. So you got to take it on the chin. you got to take it on the chin. Flipping it, man. I liked you in the jungle, but... Oh, no, come on. Oh, I never watched him. I'm a Celebrity before, ever. No. Ever watched it, until this year. Do you know what I think? Close Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not on tonight. It's, it's not working. It's they're, those guys. I mean, really, those guys. Oh, also, some viewers wanted yes. to ask you. Yes, Because I know you're a gamer. Yeah, I'm all, yes, gamer. You, yes. You ever heard of the Legacy of Kane series? Uh, y- y- yeah, I remember seeing the, uh, the the cover in the shop. Oh, it's. I mean, it's a bit dated now, but it's had when when you look at games, uh, Legacy of Kane is that sort of game series that started the cutscenes in games, and yeah. and it's a compelling story. So if you get a chance, look into it. It's fantastic. Um. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I've I've fallen down the Overwatch. Um, K-Hole, and, um, um, why was Katie Hopkins taking ketamine? Apparently, <laughs> she's taking it for pain relief. But, but, but... Th- it doesn't help pain relief. This was in South that. Africa, right? No, she's been prescribed it. They prescribed... Well, ketamine, ketamine is, is horse tranquilizer. Yeah, but, you know, she's had quite a severe Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but, but brain, brain thing, brain yeah. thing, yeah. Um, but ketamine... It's, it's deadly, deadly stuff. Don't take drugs, kids. Uh, nope, especially not ketamine. If you're, uh, well, as, as Chevy Chase would say, if you're offered drugs, dip your finger in first. Um, CJ, thank you very much for that. Let's go to Gavin. Hey, Gavin. Hello, Ian. How you doing? Oh, it's looking a little bit bleak. I'm a periscoper. Yeah. There's loads of folk going on, oh, I can't call it, I'm too afraid and everything. Oh, yes. I said, look, it's just talking like to... No- Hello, Kath, by the Hiya. way. Sorry, man. That's all right. Yeah, it's just like talking to normal people. If you don't like the content, like you say, you know, phone up. We're just like normal people, except we're not normal people. Is that yeah, what and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it. And if people have got something to say, and they, they go, oh, no, I'm too shy and everything. Mm. Well, I think, well... Ian can cane you, he can bite your head off, but Kath can be a bit bitey-bitey. But, yeah, they're, they're nice people, they're good people. I've been fed tonight, so I won't be doing any biting, I shouldn't think. OK. Yeah, I'm just saying, because on Periscope, they're all going, oh, man, you know, this is bad vibes. I'm just saying, look, if you want to change it, they're nice people, just phone up. 
Um, what are you doing this weekend, Gavin? I'm going to a nuclear bunker in. Whoa! <laughs> here we go. That's not what I expected. Here we go. That's a big reveal. Um, wh- wh- which one? Kelston Hatch. Hey, now, now, listen. Ha- now, is it open all the time? That one. It is... It's open from um, midday till four o'clock, seven days a week. Oh, flipping it! We we should. And you can hi- listen, man. You can hire it for the whole weekend and have parties there for five grand. Well, I haven't got. Well, I've got five grand, but I don't want to spend five five grand on. Well, say you've got five. Well, say well, work it out. A three floor sealed in nuclear bunk. You can do whatever you want. Tunes the lot, and yeah. Um. Well, but. But you're obviously not digging it. Uh, no, I'd, listen. I'd like to go and have a look around. Of course, I would. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't want to go and have a look around? There's no staff there, mate. The thing is, you walk in the door. You go to. Um, it's just past. It's on the way to Harlow in Essex. Yeah. Kind of that scene. And you drive into the countryside and suddenly you see all these signs saying secret nuclear bunker in really big writing. Oh. So you groove up the road and you pull onto a, a country path and it takes you into a field and you drive around like a maze thing. Yeah. You come to a car park, you get out of the car and it says nuclear bunker this way. And you mooch down a little path and you're confronted with um, like a one-story house, a cottage. Yeah. And there's nobody about, and it's quite eerie. And you go in there, and it says, pick up one of the wands from the table, yeah. um, press one, and follow the tour. Oh, I don't, yeah. so I you don't like... The, the, the wand's telling you all the scene. No. And you go through the whole lot, and you get to the end, and you don't see a single soul, no staff right. or anything. Here's the and thing. An honesty box Here's the thing. If, the they, if they are not, when you're in there... Faking a nuclear attack, then they are missing out on <laughs> on a big thing. The lights start flashing, the sirens go off, the doors slam <gasps> shut. Someone comes in, going, "This is not a drill. This but is yeah, not no, a the, drill." The doors were a ton and a half, mate. They couldn't slam. They, well, they should be able to. They, they, this is it. They need to. It's like when what, you go in. Doors. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, they need to get some hydraulics on them. If they want to, if they want to make this experience work, they want me to hire it for five grand for a party. Get some hydraulics on the doors and start scaring people. Well, if you if you're sealed in for the night, you're going to be pretty spooked out with all the low level lighting and all the. Yeah. The machinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, G- Gavin, have a great time. Let's hope that if there's, there's, up, there's a nuclear war tomorrow, because he's going to be in the right place. Evening, Simon. Hello. Hello, Simon. Evening. Evening. Lis- listening, lis- right? listening to music there? Yeah, listening to a bit of crass. OK. And, and it is crass for you to be listening to it whilst making a phone call. Yeah, that's crass, isn't it? It's what? A bit crass, listening to crass and talking it's just, to you. Well, it, it's, it's more rude than crass. Rude? Yeah, it's rude. What, listening to crass and talking to you? Yeah, it's rude. It's oh, Ill, oh, Ill, right. Ill, Ill, Ill-mannered, ill-mannered. I'm being ill-mannered. You're being impolite, yeah. What? What's wrong with crass? You're talking about nuclear bomb shelters and stuff. No, I'm no. listening to yeah. Nagasaki Nightmare. OK, I'm, 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 I'm saying that it's, it's rude to have music playing in the background, even though I do it, um, uh, uh, to the point where we can't hear you and where, to the point where we are really losing interest in talking to you. OK. Thanks very much. What you got for us? Um, I don't know. What are you talking about? Nuclear bomb shelters and stuff. OK, thanks very much if indeed. If you turn the music down, you'll be able to hear it. <laughs> Good evening, Michael. 
Oh, hi, yeah. Listen, um, I enjoy your shows. I quite enjoy what you do. Okay. But. But no, no, there's not. But I'm just wondering: Have you ever heard of a guy called Alan Robson before? Because he works in a similar thing what you do no. in, in, in the radio industry. Uh, no. But what he's been? Have you ever heard of a place called the Plague Island of Favelia? No. The Venetian Lagoon. It's a. It's an old island off the coast of Italy, and it's really haunted. That and this guy does live broadcasts in haunted locations on his own. Yeah. Nobody oh, else. Right. Just a microphone. Yeah. And he does like a show in my area, my part of the world. Yep. He's been to the Bone Cathedral in the Czech Republic on his own. Yeah. And I tell you, that guy has got nerves of steel because he does his live broadcasts completely by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just him and no on. ghosts. Yeah, well, that's it. He would be brave if ghosts actually existed. Oh, but they do you hear stuff and it's not put on. It's real. Michael, we have that's to true. go. We have to go. And those callers, tell them thank you, but we'll speak to them after we've spoken to our guests because we're going to take a break. And um, <laughs> when we come back... Uh, we'll have Keith and Chemda from Keith and the Girl, which is a brilliant podcast. I'll tweet some links now so you can go and do your homework. So don't phone. Let's get rid of Aaron as well. Thank him very much. We'll, 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 they, we'll come back on later on. Don't you worry. My name is Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I've never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. So, when we went to um, uh, New York City, uh, in the United States of America, um, we got in touch with loads of um, people, loads of um, actors and musicians and um, radio hosts and podcasters. And then when they all said no, <laughs> we, we went to our last resort, our get-out-of-jail card free, and it was Keith and the girl. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, Someone, t- I think about five people told us about Keith and the Girl because we said we're going to go to New York. Who, who do you recommend? And we had some really cool people. The Bowery Boys were mentioned. 
Um, and there's another one. Um, but uh, beautiful, anonymous. Uh, but we had about five, six, seven people say, oh, Keith and the girl, got to check them out. So we had like a two-month jag before we went of yeah. podcasts and stuff. And we were like, oh, yeah, these are the ones. These yeah. are the ones. Yeah. And Keith and Chemda have been podcasting since before anyone really got into podcasting. They were like the vanguard. And they were, they were a couple. Yeah. They're not a couple anymore. What? They managed to keep talking. Uh-huh. And they talk for a living. God. And they're making it work. It's so complicated. We well, have yet to enter the uh, the soap opera of um, co-presenter relationships, but we've got plenty of time. We'll sort that out. Keith and Kendra, are you there? Hello. Uh, there she hello. is. Um, I, I need to have a word with Keith first. Oh. Right? Yes. I've got beef, Keith. Uh-oh. Well, first of all, I'm over 30, so thank you for taking my call. What is the problem? Right, listen, <laughs> I have it on good authority that you walked out of one of the greatest movies of 2017, no, even 2017, one of the greatest movies of the last 50 years. <laughs> uh, I have a movie pass, and I see everything, even though I, I hate most things, so I can only guess at which one you're referring to. I'm realizing more and more we live in a dumb Jumanji world. Is this the movie you're thinking Dude, of? what are you thinking about that film, right? Because the first Jumanji is rubbish, okay? It's, it's slow. The first one is so slow, and Robin Williams, you know, God bless his soul, but... It, I, most of his films are turkeys, right? Most of his films are rubbish. And, and I sure, Also, we were seven years old, but yes. Well, no, I only watched <laughs> it for the first time about three months ago. And, but I say watched it halfway through it. My boys got too scared, I turned it off. But then, then I saw new Jumanji, and because I've got kids, Keith, they're six and yeah. eight, I've got Sorry. kids that every time a film comes out, it's like, oh, hey, this, is, this will keep them quiet for two hours. And so I went to see Jumanji. I expected nothing. It was mm-hmm. it was a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. Is this like uh, somebody called in doing a Godfather impression? You acted like you didn't know what he, he was talking about. Are you messing with me? <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, we laughed. I, there were jokes for the kids. There were jokes for the adults. I thought was Jack Black was... Was it subtitled in English or something? <laughs> that I didn't get it? it the, Jack Black, was his performance as a 16-year-old uh, schoolgirl was sublime. The Rock was hilarious. <laughs> i got to look these words up. <laughs> Honestly, man, it was such a good film. Keith, you stayed there for like 10 minutes, didn't you? I, I got to... I saw them being kids, and they were thrown into detention where they would find this game, of course. Yeah. Uh, the one woman said, oh, I don't ever want to be a high school gym teacher, and the gym teacher overheard that, so she has to go to detention. There's yeah. no reason in detention. <laughs> then they find this game. Then they turn into the actors that we know, and I was able, and that, of course, would be the good part. They yeah. took too long. Finally, it's the actors we know. Ten minutes in, I had to leave. It was ridiculous, unless the goof is that you're acting like you like something ridiculous. No, yeah. there's no goof. It, it, he it's loved ridic- it. He it's, actually loved it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the kids got sucked into a video game. It's ridiculous. Yes, yes. No. Maybe had you, guys, had you guys considered this because you started Ian by saying I went in expecting nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's had like an expectation, and also I don't know if you know he's not drinking. So you got to tell us how much your kids drank when they. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 were jumped up on. Um, uh, did you have this drink over there, Coca Cola? It's it's really uh, <laughs> it's really starting to take off. Um, how how are things going for you guys? What uh, um, what's going on? I know what's going on because we listen to your show. But but let, why don't you tell my my listeners what's going on? Well, we're celebrating 13 years of podcasting. We did begin uh, podcasting before it was even a section on the iPod or iTunes. Yeah, we remember when iTunes came out with podcasting, like, hey, did you guys know it was a thing? So wow. that's 
13 years. This is number uh, lucky 13. 13 years. And I'll tell you what, not one episode, if I may say, have we had even a three minute lag. <laughs> and, you know, you just give it you just give it your all and you don't uh, allow any gobs, tits or gets on there. You know what I mean? man? <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> We well, we ha- we are very blessed because we have a fourteen second delay here. So if you you potty mouths uh, use indoor language, where I can I can hit the dump button and it doesn't go out at all. You're obsessed with Keith and the oh girl, my goodness, Catherine. yeah, I do. I, I'm I, a casual listener. I dip in and out, and I enjoy it and I laugh a lot. But you listen to it all the time. I'm a lazy lazy woman, and um, recently I've tried to get myself walking more. So you know I can't oh. do that without thinking of something different than how much my legs are aching. So I listen to Keith and the girl, and yeah. it's wonderful I, I absolutely love you guys they make me laugh you make me think you know sometimes it gets tense oh god you've had some guests recently who've said some things i mean hemler i don't know sometimes how you stay your side of the desk and it's um <laughs> who, who have you who have you had them recently where it's almost kicked off well i don't know if they were almost kicked off but i did during uh, a recent show with christian finnegan yes, yes. i uh, <laughs> i got up and yelled at him <laughs> in the middle of the show it is something i noticed <laughs> and it, it, it's obviously a, even if it's subtle it's a sexist thing where if hemda uh starts having a, a big opinion or a loud opinion that is against one of the guests the the guests definitely think it's like a woman thing wouldn't you say yeah, it's I have, well, with me. They just let it go. But with you, it's why are you trying to trick me? Why are you trying to I, I'm working on my Keith face because I feel like, you know, Keith can say the most ridiculous things on our show and everyone's like, ah, look at Keith. He's always joking. Yeah, He's got a half smile all the time. Right. So yeah. I think maybe he gets away with it more. But no, I think I think he's, I think blokes do get Definitely. away with it. more. But with blokes, it's yeah. kind of it's banter. Hashtag bants. And with with women, generally, there's generalization. You kind of think. Oh, what? she's getting snarky. Ooh, oh, she fancies me. You know, there, what? No, I, think, <laughs> I think there is. I think I think um, I, I think that some men see a confrontational woman almost as like a sort of sexual challenge. Oh, really? Oh, I think I so. I don't think there was a sexy thing. I just think that sometimes you get accused of being emotional when actually you're being passionate. Well, you, you get the emotional thing is absolutely true. But this has happened fairly recently where more than one guest said, Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe I'm arguing because I'm attracted to you, and I'm thinking, yeah. why did you oh, just yeah. say? That? Yeah, yeah, I heard that guy. That was the polyamorous guy, right? Yes. <laughs> he was looking for another one for his collection. Right. <laughs> Honestly, it's really funny. It's really intense and funny when when I'm arguing with a guy, and like we hit a wall of some sort, and and he really they pull it out at that mo- at that point. I'm just like, you're making no points. I'm arguing this for a long time, and they just pull out. I guess it's because I'm attracted to you. I'm like, what is that? Your right. your your idiot card? Like, <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. First of all, you're not attracted to me. You just like when women yell at you for some reason because they think I remind yeah. you of your mom. Maybe yeah. Louis C.K. was just getting into arguments with women and didn't know how to get out of them. Oh man, all this Louis C.K. stuff, right? There's been like some sort of pervathon in America. Yeah. We've heard the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. Don't say don't say tip. <laughs> Well, we have heard the tip here, right? Because over there, it's like, what? Every time I listen to you guys, like, there's someone else on the list. Yeah, we're I... number one in everything. <laughs> well, no, hang on. In fairness, in fairness, we had a we had a list that was running for the last four or five years of, sure. of celebrities from the seventies that were paedophiles. Yeah. So, and that list has kind of run dry. So, America's got their own slightly My different goodness, list. But it's like, not only is it movies, you know, obviously Keith and Kemda are involved in the comedy world. It's it's all around you, isn't it? At the moment. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. No, we went up on that. I mean, it's it's people that are alive and well. It's your your Dustin Hoffman's, um, uh, the, the the guy saying we're going to need a bigger boat in Jaws. Cosby, our president. Well, hang on, go, go back one, go back two. Um, our president. Roy, no, back. Roy Scheider. No, not Schneider. Surely is Scheider. Is it? No, he's is okay. It? He is okay so far. Oh, it's uh, um, Mr. Holland. It's um, whose name escapes me. What's his name? Mr. Holland's opus. Um, yes. he's, he stood up for his kid who got touched up by Spacey. Oh, Dreyfus. Dre- Dreyfus, Dreyfus, yeah. yes. Well, while he was also busy uh, touching underage ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God. But, yeah, but mean... just, to, just to be pedantic for a second, I don't want to diminish any... But it, it, right. was, it was Roy Scheider who said we're going to need a bigger boat. Thanks yes. very much. He, he said it to Dreyfus. Carry on. And sorry, guys, sorry. He didn't know that guy was doing a Godfather. <laughs> yeah. <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is, it's, I mean, and it's... It's this weird thing. It's it's great that it's great that all this stuff is coming out. Of course, it's great that it's coming out at last. And and that, um... we're all so happy. We're throwing parties. Uh, no, no, but it, because because it's it, it's being addressed now. And it, and, and well, people, there's a conversation at least. And, and people who have done these horrible things are being named. Uh, 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 and um, but uh, what, so what is the atmosphere like in the comedy world over there, particularly with Louis C.K. Because that was you know I guess the big comedy name that we'd heard of in the UK. Um, are people kind of going, hey, this is nonsense. Because we've got people over here going, oh, guys, it's just messing around. Come on. I think we definitely have some of that. I think we'll always have some of that. I think this is sort of like the progression of things in general where um, something comes to light. Uh, not everyone's ready for that. And, and it happens all at once. So it's not like all of this molestation and rape and sexual assault happened in the last year. Mm. The has shined on it in the last year. This has been our social circle. It's been our way of conducting ourselves for decades now. We put women in a second-class situation, and then we put them backstage, for example, with people that they're working with. They're going to get sexually assaulted because women don't count in this country as much as men do. Similarly, also, um, you know, CEOs of companies and heads of uh, departments are also using their their power. And I doubt that it's just an American thing. I no. think any. You marginalize a group of people that takes up half of your entire population, you're going to have some trouble. And eventually when the Internet comes out and people have access to put their voices out and information, find information, share information, you're going to have things come to light that you might not be ready for, that we don't know how to navigate against. Because we used to say, you know, there used to be a thing where little kids would say, hey, uncle so-and-so touched me. And we would say, hey, don't talk about uncle so-and-so like that, you know. We've been sweeping stuff under the rug for a while. The rug has a mound in the middle of it, and we can't ignore it anymore. So the people who do want to ignore it, we can all always ignore everything. So it's kind of a choice right now to step up and say, hey, we're going to believe these people, and we're going to address it like it's really happening. Or you can put your fingers in your ears for the rest of your life and just kind of be distraught and angry. The thing that kind of drives me a little bit crazy is that people say, well, why didn't you say so before? Hey, do you know what? Women have been saying it for years. It's just that it's taken until now for people to start listening and to start believing them to the point where one woman comes forward and the other people standing behind her who haven't felt able to speak go, oh, do you know what? Maybe it's not going to end the world, but it might improve things if I speak up too. Right, but we are going to go through a discomfort to that. I mean, in... in country it's been disgusting just a couple decades ago if you were married to someone the male in that um, relationship is allowed to beat the woman Mm -hmm. if you call cops they would understand it as a a marital uh, dispute and leave so it's 
you know... Oh, over here, until about, until about 15 years ago, it was... It, 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 there was no... Aff- a husband couldn't rape his wife. It wasn't an offence. It wasn't an offence. If a husband forced himself on his wife sexually... It wasn't rape. But there was also the attitude of, oh, this is between this couple, it's a domestic matter, we're going to step back from the police, you know? But the thing, you're right, the, 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 the attitude towards, uh, towards women is um, the same over here. I remember when we worked at the other place, Kath, do you remember that guy phoned up and he, he, he'd worked, was he a solicitor? He'd yeah, been a he was solicitor. a lawyer, yeah. He was a lawyer and he'd been a lawyer in the 70s. And on Fridays, he said it was like Mad Men on Fridays, the whiskey would come out, the secretaries would be invited in and they'd sit on their laps and they'd get their bums slapped and all of that. Wow. And we and this I mean we were told this, I guess, four or five years ago. And we were sat there open mouthed. We couldn't believe it. But it, hey, it turns out it was going on everywhere and much more recently than the seventies and a lot worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And what's what's interesting is those women were like, uh, we lived it. So it's interesting that people are just kind of getting awake now. But, you know, for a long time, we talked about sex very much like it was a taboo. No matter what age you were, people didn't you know, we were waiting until marriage to get to have sex. So we weren't really relating and we weren't really open. We have to stop naming things as taboo so that we can openly talk to our children about it. And prepare them that sex is going to feel good, that, you know, one night stands are not always uh, a bad way to spend your time. But here's what you're going to think before or after on that. Here Here are your options, basically. And here's what can happen when you abuse sex. Here's what can happen when you treat sex well. Um, Which guest has been the biggest dick? Oh, man, we didn't want to say, but it was you. Don't, <laughs> hey, don't, please don't, please don't be rude to Catherine like that. Oh, that now, was... come on. Go on, they must, they must have, you, you, they must have had a few that you just thought, ah, oh, jeez, what an idiot. Oh, shit, are you ready? <laughs> uh, bleep, let's talk bleep. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, there's this one person. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's talk bangers and mash. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't want to say her name, okay. but um, she came in. The blind item. I know, yeah. Um, you know who I'm talking <laughs> about course. right away, right? So she came in, and, and this was at request of her PR person. And um, she's looking to, she was just starting a podcast, and she was looking to promote it. And as soon as she came in here, she had the attitude of, I'm so much better than this. <laughs> she, she wasn't happy with any of the photos that, you know, we take pre-show photos. Yep. She gave our producer a hard time. She watched our producer delete the photos that she didn't delete <laughs> it during... And the joke's on her because it's on the phone. Now it's in a deleted folder, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> she was such a pain in the ass. She thought that Keith hated her the whole time, so she responded from that place. Or maybe she loved me. This is what I'm learning. Oh, she's so attracted to you, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, in the middle, she said, I'm normally attracted to, to guys like you or something right. like that. Oh, wow. It was really strange. How do you go? Because you do it. You do um, a show every single day. You've been doing it for 13 years. You've got some team, you know, because when, when we got in touch with you and said, hey, would you like to come on our show? And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on our show as well. And we're like, what? OK, fine. But um, because who are we? But you've got you've got some team working. Out. How do you how do you do it every day? How do you get guests every day? How does it work? 
Uh, well, in, in New York, everyone's a whore, um, so that helps. <laughs> We're surrounded by people who just want to talk in front of a mic, so it makes it a little bit easier. It's kind of a hub for comedy, so we have the comedians that you're about to see on their Netflix special here. We have, like, it, it's, we have as many comics here as we have roaches, so it kind of works out. So, and, uh, yeah, and when we, we, we'd hire some interns in the beginning and uh, they would start taking on different tasks, you know, relating to the guest or producing something in the studio. So the, the machine just kept building and building. And now, again, at 13 years, we got something going. But if people haven't heard it, this isn't just an interview show. I think the main selling point of this is you two, because you live your lives. I don't know how much you hold back. I'm guessing there is stuff you hold back. But, there must be, right? But, but you tell us a lot of stuff about yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Normally on Fridays we give you our our following weeks following weeks masturbation schedule. Wow. Um, They're not joking. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm single now. It's like you're there with me. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're single. You're sponsored by Sleep Number Beds and <laughs> um, Brooklyn and Sheets, which sound That's amazing. Right. I don't hey, think they're going to pay the postage to Ke- me. Keith, I'm single now. Maybe we could jerk off together. <laughs> uh, it's just nice to know someone's there. Yeah. All right, man. Let's Skype, let's um, video Skype later on. Have you tried online dating yet? No, I'm not going. I'm not getting. Involved. It's very early days for me. Very early days. I'm not getting involved in any of that. Nonsense. But Keith, too, he jumped right yeah. on there. Yeah, you got to move on. I'm not saying dance on their grave. I'm saying you got to live and breathe and bugger up. <laughs> but the way it, I mean, I hope you don't mind. Me. I'm sure you don't mind me because you've talked about it before. But that course you got sent on. The course that your ex-wife went oh, on, and then you went on. Landmark. Oh, landmark that was yeah. something else. That was else. nuts. That's so rude of you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tell me anyway. No. Yeah, so she ta- she took this landmark course, and actually, you can go to keithandthegirl.com and do a search there for landmark, and you'll find you'll find me explaining the course. But it's the course that convinced her to leave me, and then she goes, I think it might be good for you if you want to give you this course. So in, in the course of this course, they give you a break and tell you to go and make an important phone call, and that was the phone call she made, right? She decided to make that call, yeah. So, yeah, she said, so in the middle, she called up and she said, uh, you know how we might have, we were considering staying together? We were considering a separation. And then, yeah, and then, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to... A new apartment we happen to find, and are we going to move into that, or 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 we were deciding maybe she'll move into that. I'll stay where, and by we I mean her, and I'll stay where I was, and then you know we'll we'll take it from there. Maybe you know build up this uh, love and attraction and talking to each other uh, more openly again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then she takes the she takes the landmark course, and I think it was the oh, second yeah. day. Yeah. So then second day she calls me, and I'm like, "What could this be?" You know, I know they call people, but you're in the room for ten hours learning right. about your calling after a very intense, very yeah, you know, very in your face, and everybody's on stage one at a time. You know, feel. I don't think these people landmark could do one on one consulting, but with a group, it's very easy because everybody's feeding off each other. Yeah. So with the mob mentality, all the feels are coming out. You know what? I never liked my first grade teacher. No, that's an F bomb. You've, you've got a yellow card. I'm giving him a yellow card. I knew it. I we had a sweepstake. I was the closest. I thought it was going to be Keith. Yeah, there we go. Always bet on me. I always mess up. Oh. I just made ten dollars. Oh. <laughs> nice one. Oh. It's okay. So this phone, the phone rings. You think, what the hell is this going to be? And and it's right. the call, right? So so I pick. So up. I imagine Keith that you're thinking, you know, this is a very intense time. 
she's going to express something that maybe can change the course of your relationship. Maybe. Were you thinking this could be a good change in the course? I don't know if I was thinking about it that deep or I was thinking it'd be. And so I pick up the phone. I don't know which way it's going to go. And and she's 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 saying it's over, but she's not even really saying it. Oh, I had to be the one to say it. And I would I would you would think if you were eavesdropping, it's a trick to get me to say it. That's what it feels like. What did it sound like? Just like a crying. Okay. And you know, you know how we talked about the separation, but I think that and there's no question that this is the way it's going. And so I kind of filled it in and said it. Mm. But it just it bothered me that that's your 10 minute break. It's like, so I think this marriage uh, should end. Anyway, I got to find time to eat and go back. Like they don't allow phones in there. Okay, can bye. Can I just say, in, in all fairness, you did marry the most efficient person on earth. Very efficient. <laughs> so it was a very efficient divorce <laughs> and a very efficient breakup. It's going to be a very efficient lighting the room on fire for Keith. I'll tell you what bothered me. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I haven't been to therapy yet. So uh, we one day we're in our separate places. And she says, uh, you know what? You want to go out and uh, grab some uh, grab some lunch? And, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And she goes, and uh, bring your ID. <gasps> oh, I remember this one. This yeah. is a doozy. And it's for so that we get uh, the divorce paper signed. I'm like, oh, everything doesn't have to be a trick. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> and then you went on this course and you realized that it's not just a kind of one-off thing. Once you're in, they try and keep you in. Yeah, and it's all about they 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 say that they believe that without exaggeration, if everybody in the world took Landmark at a thousand dollars for three days, there were seven hundred fifty dollars for three days, that the it would end all wars and people get sucked into this. And- but but the thing is, is it's true. So they they really know the language of healing, and they really, if you've been stuck in a place, I really think that the first place that you go to will help you out. So that's why when you're in a vulnerable vulnerable position you have to be careful who's starting to influence you because if you go to church they'll welcome you with open arms all of a sudden you believe in christ if you go to the hari krishnas they'll feed you and sing with right. you and all of a sudden you're hari krishna so if, if you're going to landmark your life might be breaking so whoever is going to catch you as you're falling right you will sing their praises because at this point you just need an out. And, so and most people don't have outs. They don't yeah. have therapists. They don't have friends. You know, nobody tells this personal stuff. So now you're in a room of, say, 100 people sharing something personal and you're getting all this love at once. This must be, you know, yeah. so this it works. must be your group. It's, it's interesting because half of it is, is a, a working, therapeutic, very good group mentality. The yeah. other half... Yeah. They spend time selling you on the next upgrade. Literally, at least half the time, you're getting sold to. The end of the first day, they they, they start saying, well, "Who of your friends could use this?" So you're going to call them tonight. And I'm go. like, "There we go." Right, and then they go, "Who here wants to do the advanced course?" Where you and I'm like, "This is day one of three. <laughs> Let's wait till day two for advanced course." It's like herbal life. It's a pyramid selling scheme. Yes. Yeah, it's horrible life. It's Scientology. You sit there. There's a segment called standing up for yourself. And what you're going to do is you're going to turn to the person next to you. That's going to be your partner for this next exercise. And you're going to invite them to come to a landmark seminar for free. (laughs) Now, the other person's going to say why they won't go. You stand up for yourself. And you don't take no for an answer. And you keep convincing them. And I'm looking at a room like, come on, are we all idiots? That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. And it's because, you know, if you... If you heal someone for 10 minutes because you have such a good language and you've been doing it for years, then 
then you've convinced them that the next 10 minutes following that, you're only telling them good for themselves. So you're convincing people that you are the you know owner of feelings and people have never been able to express a lot of taboo emotions and a lot of things that they've been feeling stuck. So as soon as you have them there, you can sell them on any notion. Wow. And then once the course was over, you're getting phone, you're getting phone messages, aren't you? Yeah, so I get phone messages for the advanced course. I get phone messages for volunteering. So, you know, I can, I can, I can attend courses for free, but the volunteer to help uh, people take their seats, et cetera. And we're talking about a room of 100 grand being sold and everybody... Gosh. Most people working in there are volunteers. Right. It's very interesting. Just like Scientology, they have like buildings that are just owned by them. You know, these are Manhattan buildings. It's oh, they're all they're all volunteers. You know, I'm sure yeah. the speakers get paid, but yeah. And then and they said it like it was a thing we should be excited about instead of just feeling bad for people, like I did when they say and give a hand to everybody that's been working this weekend. They do it for free. <laughs> Pay them. That's twelve hour days. Yeah. It does sound great. I'd like to sign up for this. Well, uh, Keith knows a guy. Right, listen, Keith and Hamza, stay there. We're going to take a break because we, we've got adverts. Um, we're successful. Um, but, but, no, <laughs> but really then, no, but then I'm going to crash back down the other side because cause, cause, um, Nigel from Maidstone's phoned in. Oh. And I think that these two should really get a feel of the kind of callers that we attract to this show, OK? So you stay there. We'll be back in a second. I'm Ian Lee. This is Catherine Boyle. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Well, I'm in the, I'm in the Daily Mirror. Well, The Mirror Online... Someone's just tweeted me a story. Ian Lee in therapy after saying, I'm a celebrity experience was like taking LSD. The DJ... DJ. <laughs> well, at least you're not a sad comic anymore. The DJ, 44, revealed he's struggling to cope due to the profound effect his jungle experience had on him. And then it goes to recount my LSD experiences as, a, as a, an early 20-something. Doesn't mention that it was in your early 20s. Doesn't mention it was in my early 20s. And it was, we, you know, it was, we, we thought we were being chased by um, um, Nazis. Anyway, that's by the by. Uh, we've got uh, Keith and Hamda here from uh, Keith and the Girl, which is a brilliant podcast. If you want to go to keithandthegirl.com, and I've just tweeted links and I'm going to tweet some more links in a bit. Um, now, this is going to be tricky, OK? Because there is a very slight delay on the line to America. And there okay, is a... but one second. Let me say congrats on uh, yeah, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And how funny are those shows in Survivor that yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't stomach the spiders and this and that. Meanwhile, people live there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. tribes and villagers, and you're like, oh, it's the joke is, I'm here now. Yeah, <laughs> but those uh, but those, those spiders spi- were horrendous. Here's the thing: we had, to, um, <laughs> we had we had a thing where we had to put our head in a box full of baby crocodiles. Let me let into a secret, guys. They had their mouths taped up, so it's just yeah. put, you might as well just put your head in a box full of cats. Meanwhile, the crocodiles are thinking, "What the hell is this?" Yes. Um, <laughs> So there's a delay on the line to America, but there's also a delay in, in Nigel's brain. So this might be confusing. <laughs> N- Nigel, say hello, to, say hello to our friends in America. Hello, friends in America. Hello, Nigel. Pip-pip. Hello. hello, I've got my microphone on at the moment. OK, could, is, that why, is that why it's echoing? Yeah, I'll just turn it off before I do my song. OK, he's going to do hello, a song. Is that better? Nigel is a regular caller. He lives with his mum and he, he, he performs songs, don't you, Nigel? Right. 
Yes, I was just looking at the SoundCloud again tonight, the one we did, the Lindsay Lohan one. Wasn't that good? We had fun doing that, didn't we, Ian? We, we did. Who's your favourite singer these days, Nigel? Uh, Miley Cyrus is, is certainly Miley Cyrus. And have you spoken to her on Skype at all recently? No, no, because um, I can't get a decent enough signal where I live. It's, That's it's very tricky, you know, the signal. Is there anything um, you'd like to ask our two guests? Uh, have your two guests uh, met Miley Cyrus? Have you Have you met no. Miley Cyrus? No, but we've done plenty of Molly. Does that count? Uh, pardon? I can't hear her. Uh, she said, we haven't met Miley Cyrus, but we did meet Hannah Montana. Oh, I see. So she was younger then, when she was younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it was in passing. It was in a mall. Oh, it was a great show, wasn't it? She did a great. Yeah. Did a, she was a great actress. Good. She's actress. the best. Oh, very funny. A funny actress. Yeah. So, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so, no, yes, Nigel. Is it is there much entertainment where you are, guys? In, what, America, in America. <laughs> um, no, hang on a minute. He's, he, they're in they're in New York. It's a good it's a good question. Yeah. Is so, there much? The trouble, trouble is, guys, there's not so much live entertainment as there used to be. The, the, you know the big band music, the old-fashioned Frank Sinatra stuff? Yeah, uh, the like TV show. Da- dance band music, there's not so much of that about now. Is, is, there there? Much, is there much entertainment in New York, guys? In, in, the, in your bigger cities, you have some yeah. entertainment if you catch it right. Yeah. I think Vegas, I've got a friend in Vegas, and there's more going on in Vegas than New, New York, uh, yeah. uh, entertainment-wise, you know. <laughs> I don't want to so, challenge anyway. Vegas. I, I need to go to Vegas. <laughs> I need to go have, to Vegas. They do have the res- residencies there. Okay. Now, uh, um, listen, uh, these two, um, Keith and Kemda... Would Kemder, you like to uh, perform a song for them? Yes. Well, this is what I've got to say. They are, they are big stars in America. They do a mm. podcast. They mm. have a lot of guests on. And I'm guessing that sometimes a guest drops out. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, treat this. I don't want to say anything on their behalf, but treat this yeah. as an audition, Nigel. Yeah. These guys could make you a big star in America. We're excited. Uh, I need to get my passport done first. <laughs> well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's <laughs> yeah, do the song first. What are you going to little joke yeah. there about this big? Which what I'm are you going to sing? I'm going to do. I'm going to do you. Um, um, what's it called now? It's a it's a Charlotte Church song. It's called Carrie Fergus. Oh, wait, we it's, can... a, it's a classical okay. classical song. Yeah, but it gives you a drift of what how I sing okay. anyway. Yeah, a drift. <laughs> yep, that's not a joke. No, it's snowing again. Is it? It's, right. no, it's okay. a drift. Please hurry up because <laughs> I want to get back to my <laughs> yeah. guests. Here we go. Yeah. Come on, Nigel, let's hear it. Here we go. Song's coming up. I like knowing when it comes up. <laughs> I'm in. That's perfect. Three records. Okay. There's going to be some words. I don't know if there are any words in this. (laughs) That's what half most songs mean. He's got his own reverb unit, guys. You wouldn't. You wouldn't need to supply echo. He's, wow. he's original. Well, he's not. I tell you. I would swim over. Okay, Sam, I'm oh, going to put sure. you through the chore of listening to that, and when Nigel's finished singing, 
Um, <laughs> d- tell him we, we just missed the last couple of seconds. And don't tell him we switched it. Uh, we'll put him back on. Um, guys, it, it, could you give um, a, a lonely old man an opportunity? Could we? I mean, will he have us? <laughs> Dear God, he's been, he's been phone he's been phoning uh, speech radio in the UK for about twenty years, Nigel. It's a very peculiar story, and he's I mean, he's in his sixties, fifties, mm. something like that. Well, in, in America, yeah. we are actually looking for entertainment. Yeah, so especially being from New York City. Yeah, there's nothing so, going on there. This is fun. there's there's everybody's doing something, but it's not. It's like we need something. Pow. You know, something pow. Something pow pow with yes. reverb. Yes. <laughs> and everybody likes, oh, this sweet man. What's he going to, pre- you know what I mean? You know how these shows start. Somebody, I don't know what he looks like, but Nigel comes up and is like, oh, what am I in? For? And then, oh, and you're like, whoa, what? That's how I felt. Whoa, well, what? Who's, um, <laughs> who's, who's good? Who, who will we not have heard of in the UK yet, but we should be keeping an eye out for? Let's see. Uh, we already know about Hannah Montana. He faced a weird thing. Faced. No, but you can't, you can't say the word and then, and then go, no, I said faced. There, there was a hard cut in there. There's no hard cut in faced. She even, she even fakes mumbles cursing. I, I, didn't, I didn't cut it. There was no cut. It there was, was a cut, but we dumped I was, it. I was naming the soup for... <laughs> you terrible. Any Hemda, how are you doing? Because I over Christmas I saw a picture of you um, doing an impression of that guy from Star Wars. Oh well, you know Star Wars is the best. So <laughs> as, as long as we're talking Star Wars, everything's okay. Yeah, you're in hospital <laughs> again. And by that I mean Star Trek. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about you being in hospital again. All right. Oh, she yeah. looked like the Star Wars guy with the the robot, the surgical robot with the, the microphone. Face thing, yeah. Face. yeah. Yeah. She did a, an inhaler. Well, the thing is, is sometimes a five day a week podcast doesn't give me enough attention. <laughs> you know, the weekend gets lonely. We now have a, a second podcast on Saturday called My Opening Line, which really leaves me open on Sundays. Kenda's, it's funny. Kenda had, by funny, I mean hilarious. Kenda had a tumor. And had it taken out and acts like it's no big deal. I'm a miracle. It was was massive, wasn't it? It was huge. It was the size of a football, five times the weight of a a pro football, not uh, pre-Tom Brady touched. And (laughs) she was sad or upset at the time that I didn't seem to care enough. (laughs) But apparently I knew not to care enough. Because who cares? Easy breeze. Tumor in, tumor out. Life gives you what you give you. I mean, you could be somebody else. You think you're singing on the radio and you're singing to nobody, but the, <laughs> you know, no, when, everybody has. When something. they take the tumor, I'm, I'm. Listen, I've never had any parts of my body removed, but if they do, I, I want to, I want it bagged up and I want it taken home. Are you, you allowed? It, particularly in, in America, where you're paying for the treatment yourself with your own credit card or your insurance. Did you? Are you? Were you allowed to take the tumor home? You know what? I didn't pay the final 1700 that I owe them because they didn't let me take the tumor home. Good. And now I'm in a lawsuit with my hospital. <laughs> Actually, I, I really genuinely asked if I could take the tumor home. Oh, or this is my like... kind of person. Well done. 
<laughs> I even asked, I asked, um, all my friends had very weird questions. They asked if the tumor had teeth or hair. Like, my doctor thought we were crazy. It turns out they have to keep the tumor to keep looking at it and study it. But that makes me feel good because I feel like I'm in a lot of scientific newspapers and magazines. I've been written up. So I'm like one in a million. Yeah, Medical miracle. Yes, thank you, thank you. They go, did, the good news is we're going to name it after you. The bad news. <laughs> did it have teeth and hair? Because quite often they what do. A twin. Yeah, quite often they have teeth and hair in there. Ugh, I wish. Yeah, it, I, I was only having one baby that time. Hey. I just kind of feel like, you know, it would like kill two birds, make a better story. You no, know? It's just, a, it's just a big ball of blood. It looks like an alien. Oh, it does. Yeah, but you said that it, w there was a time when every time they looked at your X-rays, there would be kind of this sort of sharp intake of breath. And let me tell you, doctors, if if you're into if you're into poker, play poker with only doctors because they think that they have the best poker face. They come back and they they're stuttering, yeah. they're wringing their hands. There was one doctor that forgot to look at my X-ray. I mean, neglected to look at my X-ray before I came into the to the the office and I've seen, I was seeing a lot of doctors at the time. So this one I've never seen before. He puts the x-ray up on the thing, lights the thing behind it and goes, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point I wasn't even diagnosed with anything. I was still waiting for a diagnosis. Oh, man, so man. yeah. So at that point my diagnosis was, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good, doc. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, well, um, Let's let Nigel's finish this song now, and we've let him uh, get his breath back. Um, uh, Nigel, that was what was wonderful, but that's not my wow. opinion that counts. It's uh, it's Keith and Hemders. Let's see what they think. You say you don't have your passport, Nigel. That was no, fantastic. No, you got to be. You, you, I'm just looking at the weather. It's moonlight outside. Yeah, not tonight. Yeah, don't come over tonight. <laughs> I want to come over to New York and sing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, the voice, you know the voice that Miley's doing? The yeah. voice? Yeah, 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 yeah. I need, to, I need someone to right. get me on the voice. All right, Nigel, we'll shut up and let them talk. Hang on. Yes. So specific with the voice. The thing is, I don't know if you know this, we have a yes. president that isn't good with immigrants right now. Mm. Right. Getting you over could be a big problem, unfortunately. There's one thing that could be written on your passport that does get you a trip over here, though. Can you write how Caucasian you are, if you are? He's very white. You're, you're very, very white. You're, you're almost translucent, aren't you, Nigel? Yeah, yes, and I need a visa as well as the passport. Yeah, so you'll, you, you'll have to sort that out, Nigel, but well yeah. done, mate. <laughs> hey, uh, I was, it was a good audition, wasn't okay, it? OK, thanks it very much. It was the finest. Jeez. Every night that guy phones up. He doesn't, he doesn't even listen to the show, so he won't have known... Well, he rings we... up to do his spot and then he leaves. Um, let's <laughs> let's take one more quick break, then we'll come back. We'll have a few more minutes with uh, Keith and Kendrick. Uh, Keithandthegirl.com is the place to go to if you want to go and see their podcast, listen to their podcast, and you can scroll through. It's a really cool website. You can scroll through and see all the guests. I just scrolled through. We're on there. But they got a weird picture of me wearing braces. And a really heavily filtered one Suspe of me. Thanks, guys. Wearing suspenders. The suspenders <laughs> they call these pictures. They're real pictures. <laughs> I know, but come on. Um, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
KeithandTheGirl.com is the place to go. Um, at KeithandTheGirl is uh, the Twitter place to go. Although, do you guys like... I hate Twitter. I really hate Twitter. and I, I, It's a love-hate relationship, and tonight I'm hating it. And if I didn't, if I didn't need it to kind of plug this show and, and stuff, I'd, I'd be off there. Do you guys like it? Oh, it's the best. Hey. Best. I don't Instagram, like the, Facebook. I don't yeah. like there's always, there's always a new one. You know, it, it's kind of like the, the online dating thing I'm dealing with now. You, you're always on the wrong one. You're not <laughs> playing it right. Uh, the Twitter, you have to want to kill yourself. Facebook, you love your life. Instagram, yeah. I don't know what's what. <laughs> so what are, you, uh, what are you on? Are you on Tinder? What's going on? Uh, I, okay, Cupid is where I've been talking to people, but it is where I never thought I'd be a grown adult and use the word ghosting. And this seems to be happening where you're talking. They started the conversation. Yeah. Talking. I say, hey, let's go out sometime. All of a sudden they're gone. It's like, what do we just do? Or they like me first. I go, oh, you like me. I like you too. And then that's the end of it. I, it it's odd. And, I, and the, whole, the whole thing is odd. The but whole isn't thing- that, isn't, aren't most of the, I, in this country, loads of these dating websites, the majority of women on there, and, me, and there are quite a few men actually, but it's mainly women, um, are, are not real. They either kind of signed up for the trial week and didn't like it and, but couldn't cancel their thing, or they're, they're bots. Are these bots? Are you, are you getting chased by bots? Why do, do you think the bots stop as soon as I go, what are you doing Saturday? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Close their circuits. <laughs> Actually nothing. Actually nothing. I am recharging. <laughs> what I'm loving as well is Hemda's reaction to all your dating exploits is that, I mean, Hemda is sickeningly happily married, and but yeah. loving watching from, from the bleachers. Oh, it's so much fun. I try to get involved, and uh, they yell at me and curse also, so I'm not the only party. <laughs> But can I come on your date? It's like, no, happily married person. She wants to be in your pictures, doesn't she? Okay, I have, I think this is an incredible, this is my new thing. And I think that everyone should do it. And and people are doing it now. And those who are doing it are going on fantastic (laughs) dates. So I have cured um, dating. So listen up. If you are dating on the app, you get to put several pictures. The first one should be of you and you alone, I believe, right? Uh Maybe with a dog. But the the next couple should show a vibrant life, meaning you hang out with people. If I have a picture, if you have a picture of me with you, I need to go into your dating app. I want to be involved. I want to be I want to be somehow in this game. Oh, you want the login details, Hemna. You might as well do it for them. They found there was a study over here. This is true. This is in the paper. So it must be true Um, that they found that um, men no, if any men or women, if your if your profile picture is you holding a big fish, did you read this? Oh God, I've heard the fish story. If you if you uh, if your profile picture is you holding a big fish, you're more you're more likely to get hits. No, yes, no, you're the... more likely to be an idiot. I, hey, I would read it. By that the way. way, speaking of idiots, can I just pick you up on something? Go on. We don't use the word bleachers in this country. I know. Don't, don't, what, what was that? That was embarrassing. That was, that was me speaking American. That was you, like, um, going into a room full of 15-year-olds going, hey, kids, who, who's hip to the scene here, daddy-o? That was embarrassing and awful, and you should be ashamed she... of yourself. Okay, dude. She was code-switching. I was? <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to extend a hand of friendship, and you just completely showed me for being an idiot. Listen, th- th- these guys are our deadly enemies. They're, they're, our, they're the closest thing we've got to rivals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I have a picture of me holding a salmon fillet, and it shows that I'm classic, <laughs> but man. I did. I do borrow people's, um, p- 
people's apps so I can swipe for them. And uh, (laughs) there are a lot of fish in major pictures. And I think what they're trying to do is subliminally have you think of your – what word am I allowed to use for female genitalia? Woo-hoo. Yeah. You can say woo-hoo-ha, yeah. (laughs) So fish equals hoo-ha. Like, look, I can hold this giant fish. So why does it have to be so big? I mean, because <laughs> we're saying this is what we're used to. Hopefully, <laughs> so hang on, the, hang on. Is the fish? Hang on, is the fish representing a penis or a vagina? A vagina. Yeah, it doesn't look like a, a fish. No, does it? Well, well, it's not like one, two. <laughs> oh, oh damn that! God, for goodness' sake! Uh, no, it does not, Ian. Look okay. like a vagina. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, that's good. Who? That's, that's good. All right. I, I, I need to do some research. I thought it was all about being a provider, saying, look, I can land this big boy. I can easily provide for you. Fish. Young Wait, woman. Fish the, yeah, you're getting mercury poisoning with me. <laughs> Sushi daily. I can wait all day for this fish. Right. Who, who's coming up on your show? Have you got anyone exciting? Oh, everyone's excited. Of course that. I mean, who's, who, who are you most excited about? Everyone, of okay, course. Funny. We scroll through our calendar. We're like, mm, I don't want to tell him him. No. <laughs> well, okay. So we do have some of our favorites are coming up because we're having uh, an anniversary show where we're doing thirty of our favorite comics all in one oh. lineup, and they're all doing a two-minute stand-up routine that they're writing specifically about Keith and the girl. Wow. And that's gonna be. This is one of those shows that we're producing that I was like, if I wasn't even producing this, this is this is a crazy awesome show. So something like that where over the last 13 years we got to befriend, you know, when you look down the, the guest list, hundreds of comedians. It's very, very difficult. So I think, you know, there are comedians on all the spectrums, like super famous ones or people who are just kind of coming out. And I think that's the fun of it is yeah. that. You don't they don't have to be like Hannibal Burris has been on our show and he's super famous now, but he was on our show even before that. So it kind of reminds you, like, if you think someone's funny, don't wait until they're on TV. That's why podcasts are so good. Yeah. You know, um, listen, we love you. Lot. Well, are you are you, you going to come over to the UK at any point? Yeah, tomorrow uh, we're going to meet oh, my <laughs> Nigel. <best> <laughs> we would love to have you in the studio. Um, well, per- personally, I found, Hemda, when we came over, I found you really inspirational because I'm t- kind of finding my feet as a co-host on a, on a podcast and I, I learned a lot of uh, great habits from you, from watching you. So thank, thank you. you. And I love your show, both of you. Thank you. Does that mean we could stay on your couch? That what? Totally. Totally. Ah. And, uh, and Keith, I found you completely demotivational, and um, I'm joking. Is it because uh, you're attracted to him? Well, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Um, I, we, we think you two are brilliant, and, and we, you know, we feel genuinely we were thrilled to be on your show, and it's uh, and it's great that you, you you're back on ours, and you you guys can come on any time you want. So thank you so much. We we have such a great time with you. Thanks for reaching out. Thank you for you know all our correspondence is always like what a, what a delight to be in your lives. Oh my God! Thank you for being born. <laughs> I did find it interesting when you visited New York and then I because I would follow your social media yeah. and see, uh, oh, we're in New York. What does New York have to offer? The Times Square TGI Fridays. Oh, Riz. <laughs> mm. What else is? Oh, a, a street cart. We had better things. Yeah, well, we'll we'll take you around next time. We'll so. do it again. Lots of love, you two. Thanks so much.
talking. I'm talking. I'm yours. Thank stick, you so much for stick having Stick it us. up your ass. Thank you. That's Keith and the Girl. If you go to keithandthegirl.com. They're amazing. Uh, at Keith and the Girl on Twitter. The show is funny. It's filthy. They are not governed by any of the rules that we're governed by. They have brilliant guests on. Um, some people you'll have heard of. Some people you won't have heard of. But they're all different. I mean, it's, it's great, man. And they do it every day. Mm-hmm. They do it every day. And it's a real inspiration. If you're a podcaster as well, it's a real inspiration to um, listen to how they do it. And, and the, the thing that we got, we've got 10 seconds... It's just they, they they got no qualms about you know advertising and hawking their own wares, which is British people go oh my gosh that's so, but they do a great show. Uh, Keithandthegirl dot com is the place to go. Thank you very much. We'll take your calls in the next hour. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. On calling me down the road, it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home We've had an email, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We won't do the straight to air, like I said. We're, 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 the, the, the vibe isn't isn't there for that. Um, uh, so we've had an email, dear madam, sir. Let me turn to you with a small request. 
Let me turn to you with a small request. I like that. I, I, I've started. Use, I've been using for a while the American phrase because I email Americans quite a lot. I'm just reaching out because because they understand it and and it's and uh, having to use it and it's and I, I've kind of found myself saying it. I'm just reaching out, um, and and because the Americans love it. But I'm going to start using. I'm just turning to you. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Dear Madam Sir, doesn't sound like a first language kind of writer. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Let me turn to you with a small request. I love your radio station. I listen to it softly while playing in the computer. That's why I decided to contact you. If possible, please, can you send me some promotional giveaways with symbols, logo, and with the soul of your radio? He wants the the soul soul of of our radio? radio? Who's got that at the moment? Eamon Holmes! I'm blessed every time I listen to him. (laughs) Your promotional giveaways will warm my heart and truly make my day. My postal address is Casablanca. Wow. It's in Casablanca. I sincerely wish you all the best, love, happiness, health, joy and light of life. And I wish your station further development and prosperity. Best regards. Chabarat Adaramne. Oh, Chabarat, if you're listening, um, you're welcome. Um, But no, is the answer to that. Evening, Jonathan. Evening. Evening. What you got for us? Uh, nothing really. Um, oh, you're right. You sound a bit sad. I just wanted a little, little word. That's all. Go on, then, mate. Um. Um. I. I. I'm. I'm stumped. You've got me there. You've got me completely stumped. With what? What to talk about? Why don't you? You. Why don't you bat out an idea? I'm, well, here's the thing, right? I'm a bit stumped. I'm feeling... I've switched the periscope off, Jonathan, because I, I have this rule that well, if I'm not feeling good, then I don't do the periscope, OK? Because I don't want people to see me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Twitter's getting on my nerves, and I've had some few people saying they're unfollowing me and stuff. And I, and, um, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, Jonathan. I don't. I don't. I feel empty. I feel really empty, and it's partly because um, I felt sad seeing my mum on on telly because she she looks iller on telly than she does in real life. Partly because Friday is the anniversary of my dad's death, so that kind of has has sit, sat a bit funny. Partly. Um, um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Do you, are, are you feeling a bit? Well, it's a word that I, I I do love this word, and sometimes it's appropriate. Do you feel a bit discombobulated? Uh, yeah, all the time. Really? But uh, the, you have reminded me of something. Go on. Go on. Uh, a friend of uh, a friend of a friend. Uh, her father's just died, Aye. and she's only twenty. Yeah. She, her mother's an alcoholic. Oh, uh, she's she's got no one to su- no family to support her, yeah. and she has to at the age of twenty organise a funeral. Oh, dear. That with no, on her own with no support, and uh, the police apparently went round to her in the university and said your father's died, and she's now got to uh, sort out all this. Uh, mess the arrangements for the funeral, uh, p- paying for it. She may even lose her home. 
because uh, it was a council flat and uh, because she's living in university yeah uh, she she may lose that she's got uh, she's she has got a few friends to turn to but she's having to deal with all this grief and she's only 20 on her own and that's that's um horrendous um and i think that's life for a lot of people isn't it i think how many friends have you got, Jonathan, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I don't keep count. But, I mean, I, I, I've got three. Your children are not your friends. No, I'm not. <laughs> you cheeky git. I'm not including them. I've got three. I've got three. Um, I, I've, I've never really bothered to count. Uh, uh, is, it more or le- I- is it more or less than three? Probably more. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm more of a loner myself, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. But, uh, I mean, look at it this way. You may be going through all this stuff at the moment, but yes. you're you're being stable, you're going into work. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're trying to give people entertainment. The last hour was interesting. So don't. Don't beat yourself up uh, too much. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just feeling a little bit. I guess I'm just feeling what we would call in the olden days a little bit melancholy. Um, you know, and that's all right. And I just, and, and maybe I've read it wrong, but I just got the vibe that from you that, that you were feeling a little bit melancholy as well. Um, I'm only melancholy in the sense that uh, I, I've got nothing, no great uh, idea, no great. Um, <sighs> Personally, I'd rather be melancholy than miserable. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melancholy, is, yeah, I would say, is two steps up from miserable. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this, this, uh, I'm just convinced that I've just come to accept that uh, life sucks and then you die. And there's nothing much you can really do about it except make the best of it. Do you ever get miserable? Uh, most of the time, actually. Yeah. And I and w- problem is, I displace my anger. I'm not angry enough about the things that I should be angry about, oh. but I'm uh, irrationally angry about the tiniest little thing. Go on, like what? what, 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 what? Like, com- like computers not working properly. Yeah. That they randomly crash. My phone drives me up the uh, the wall because every time I, because every time every time I switch it on, I keep getting these notifications: ping, 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 and it's and it's distracting me from what I want to do. Well, I don't care that uh, someone on Facebook has uh, posted something that fifty-three other people like. Yeah, you could, if if it's is it an iPhone you've got. No, it's an Android. Well, I know on the iPhone you can you can go to your notifications and switch it off in in the in the settings. There's a little in the settings. There's a thing that says notifications. You go on it and you switch it off. I've switched it off. Well, I get texts and emails, but sometimes I switch off the notifications for them as well, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and I tell you what's also ma- uh, making me a bit melancholy. Yeah. I've, I've, ordered, I, before Christmas, I ordered this uh, video game console from America. Yeah, go on. What, what? And I, I, 
And I paid, uh, they had two options for delivery. Yeah. So I chose the second more expensive option, yeah. thinking that it would get here on time. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently that provider isn't, uh, isn't able to send it to my address. So they've sent it to their rival. And instead of flying in directly from uh, New York, <laughs> it has to fly to Brussels. <laughs> then, it get, then, it fly, then it arrives in the UK sometime around the 13th, and I've got to pay import duty on oh, it. Oh, mate, the import... Because I get, like, limited edition records and... Bo- and the import duty can be... And the weird thing is, sometimes you don't get import duty. And so, what console is it? It's a, uh, it's a new Super Nintendo uh, uh, variant. It, it's the Super NT by Analog. What the hell is... Oh, do you know what? I think I saw that. Super NT. Yeah, I told you about oh, it. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, oh, it, yeah. I, I'm, I've been looking forward to that since uh, it was first announced. And uh, I, I can wait. Yeah. I can wait the extra four or five days. Yep. But I don't see why I should have to pay an uh, import charges when I've already paid 190 quid back in October for the, for the machine and for the original postage. Which um, which uh, skin have you gone for? Have you gone for the transparent or the classic? I've gone for the black. You've gone for the black. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful. I mean, I, I'm looking at it now. It's stunning. There's actually a bit of controversy over the transparent one because apparently it's not transparent enough for some of the people on the internet. (laughs) People on the internet getting hot and bothered about something not being the way they wanted it. Um, Support SNES cartridges, Super Famicom, Region Free, HDMI, NTSC, and. Hey, mate, that looks all right, that does. You're going to have a bit of fun with that. there are, yeah, there are a dozen. There are a dozen of uh, reviews up on YouTube at the moment. I think the best one is by My Life in Gaming that really goes into in-depth detail on how it was made, what are the optimal settings. Uh, I, I've, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to uh, to eventually getting my hands on the thing because although I don't have many games to play on it, uh, I, it, it comes. I've got controllers. There's two built-in games on there. I've got Street Fighter, I've got Killer Instinct, I've got Pop and Twin B, and Super Tennis. And I'm I'm really stoked to see what these games will look like uh, in HD. Well, um, uh, listen, when it comes, you'll be annoyed and you'll have to pay a few more quid, but once you've got it set up and plugged into the TV... Well, if, if you're anything like me, you'll be bored of it in ten minutes, but... Um, but you, I, I, you, you'll enjoy it. I, I hope you have fun with it, Jonathan. Oh, I, 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 uh, the more I've learnt about it, the more I, I've, I've thought, yeah, I made the right decision getting it when I did because it, it's just, it's got, it's got two built-in games that I've always wanted. That was what's I, when I when they initially announced the machine, I thought, oh, this looks good. But it's a bit pricey just for the console. Yeah. A week later, they announced two built-in games, and they were the two built-in games I've always wanted to play, and one of them is the unreleased director's cut. And I thought, yeah, I'm getting this now. You've sold me on it now. Uh, Well, Jonathan, um, let us know when it arrives and let us know how much fun it is. Oh, I will. Thank you, mate. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Just every call... from him is um, is a revelation. There was a moment there where he was comforting you. Yeah, there was a moment there when he nearly said the F word. I know. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> um, 
I find him fascinating, and I know I get a lot of people on Twitter saying oh, you shouldn't let him on and stuff like that. But but thanks, I've got a producer. Um, but I find him fascinating. Out of all of them, he's the one I find the most fascinating. I really do. I really, I really. Um, he's he's the only one. People are going to hate me for this. He's the only one I can imagine going out for dinner with. Do you know what I mean? Just me and him going out for dinner. I'm not suggesting we do it. And just really, no bullshit, just talking. And just, you know, I really... I find it fascinating. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So here's what I've learned. From the Winter Olympics, it's pronounced Pyeongchang. Oh, yeah, they're they're all saying they're, everyone's saying Pyeongchang now. Of course, it's wasn't it Pyongyang? It was Pyongyang, but every, we played an advert for it, and and I heard it as I was coming. Up. I don't know if it start. I think it started. They've had the opening ceremony. I don't know if they've done any skiing yet, but it's Pyeongchang. Isn't that funny? Is it a different place? Oh, is it? What? Let me check. Hey. No, because the, the opening ceremony's in Pyeongchang, but by coincidence there's a place there called Pyongyang. I don't think so. I think I, it's highly likely. I don't think so. Hang on. Suffering fuckatash. What is the difference between Pyongyang and Pyeongchang? We're going to find out, Kyle. There we go. Uh, oh, I'm no, not he's, he's, he's going to answer the question. He's going to answer the question. Go on, answer it. Well, I think one's north, one's south, isn't yeah. it, surely? Oh, so it's different places? I think so, hang on, let me the look. bloody Koreans. They're both in Korea, and one of them is hosting the Winter Olympics. Pyeongchang. Two cities. Pyeongchang. There we go. Is, is Pyongyang host, hosting it as well? Because if Pyongyang and Pyeongchang are hosting it, then they can, they can shove it up their backside. The Olympics are at Pyeongchang. Right. Pyongyang is the capital. Oh, no, I've bought us tickets to Pyongyang. Oh, bugger. Oh, well, never mind. Still go away. Nah, it's not bother. Oh. Um, Kyle, good evening. Good Narbant, mine here. Good Narbant. I can't really do German, but bonjour. Bonjour, no. What you got for us, Kyle? Hello. Uh, no, I was going to say, and I feel dirty. I'll just say it. I'm going to say it. I completely agree with Jonathan. Not about the uh, about the Japanese wrestling, although I do agree with him on that as well, yep. which is upsetting. Yeah, but he was. I think he was all right. So, you know, you're here for uh, a short time. You're miserable, and then you die, and there's yeah. no point to any of it. Oh no, this has been the theme of the show for pretty much all this week. This is I, I discovered this um, earlier on. I'm 45 this year, Kyle. I'm 45 this year. The next, I'll, I'll be. My dad died five years ago, right? Five years hence, I'm going to be 50? What? And those five years have gone like that. Because I, 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 I'm terrible with dates and stuff. And my friend said, oh, your dad died. It's the anniversary of your dad dying. Um, and I was thinking, right, OK, was it three years? No, it couldn't have been three years. Four years or four years doesn't seem right. But five, it was never five years ago. Um, and time is just... Theory of relativity. Time is just flying by, man. It's insane. And, um, yeah, we're all going to die. But I do remember when I said... Uh, oh, sorry, when I said... Um, when a teacher said to me years ago, 
I think God, I must have been about 12. I remember a teacher called Mr. Hagen, yeah. an English teacher, and he said, uh, the older the faster time goes. And he probably would have been in his 30s then. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's going to happen. And it's, now... It's true. It is. Well, you know why, don't you? Because it's relative. Go on. So when you're f- four, yeah. what you can remember... Those four years of your your entire existence, and, and it, Christmas to Christmas, it seems like an eternity. But the older mm. you get, the more of a build-up you have, so it does feel like it's going faster because your no, experience is so much no, bigger. it doesn't feel... It is going faster. And I, I, did just, I did just mention the theory of relativity like three minutes ago, didn't I? Are you trying to steal my... Um... Was it three minutes ago or was it lifetime ago? Um, you see, that's because she, because I'm, I'm, I'm fact clever, but she's, um, yeah, no, I'm fact clever, um, and, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. Is that is the? Th- but I explain the theory of relativity to you. Go on, do it again. I, I can't. It messes my mind. Um, but yeah, it time, time. Is that when a ball is played forward and the other side's half? There has to be <laughs> two it. defenders in That's front it. of you. That's it. One of whom has to be the goalkeeper. Do you know usually. what? I'm going to treat myself to um, not FIFA 18, FIFA mm. 17. I'm going to treat myself to. Right. Why not 18? Why wouldn't you go for Because FIFA 18 would be 50 quid. FIFA 17 would be 15 quid. And you don't really know who the players F- are anyway. FIFA 16 would be 25p. Oh. But I don't know if anyone will still be playing that. So I, I might get. I might treat myself tomorrow. I might get FIFA 17. I'm. I'm I'm on. Yeah, go on. You know, I was going to say, you don't need to play online, though, do you? Without, that's why I always go for a generation behind on my wrestling games. Oh, no, but I want to play online. Because now I'm a, a professional video game streamer. Um, oh, I want to play online. Yeah. I'm on, I, you know, I'm on TV. I was on TV last night. I'm on TV on Sunday. I'm on Sunday brunch on Channel 4. I'm back. I'm back on Button 4. What day is that? Sunday. Yeah. I'm cooking. I'm cooking on Sunday brunch... Um, and, uh, and I don't know what I'm, I don't really know why I'm there. And then I'm on Loose Women on Monday. Get this, get this. Right, so I'm doing, so I was on button one yesterday, button four on Sunday, button three on Monday. Then I'm on Good Morning Britain, button three on Tuesday. Um, and then in a couple of weeks I'm on button five. I'm on all the buttons apart from two. Can't keep off those buttons. Can't keep off those buttons. I can't get on button two. Just cannot get on button two. But, you know, I think you've, you've deserved... Well, I was going to say on the Connect, but that's uh, BBC4, isn't it? But, you know, you've earned this over the years, you know. Everyone's stuck by you, you well, stuck by us. I was so saying this like... to someone the other day. I was saying, you know, um, I've been knocking on these people's doors for the last 15, 20 years, saying, can I have a job? No, we're not interested. Can I have a job? No, I'm not. Can I... I can do that. No, we're not interested. No, it's like... Um, it's 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 all coming. Yeah, but the other thing is... Paid my dues. Now you go back in and people are surprised that you are good at it. <laughs> it's like, I've been telling you this. I've been telling you this for 15... I've worked for 15 years in telly, you... 15 years! You lot have been sending me... Slinging me out. And now now I get cars everywhere. I'm getting, I'm getting driven, Kyle. I'm getting picked up on Monday morning at 9 o'clock. I'm being driven to Bognor Regis! Do you know, I've never been there, but you should listen to Catherine, because Catherine's right. Always. What about? What is this, the Catherine? Let's all um, stick our tongues up Catherine's. Woo! Um, you, you finish the rest of that sentence. Ego. Yeah. Ego. I was going to say, well, I think I was always, if you remember back to last year, I think I was always Team Ian when... Uh, well, look, Kyle, you know, Kyle, Kyle, club. Kyle, you, you haven't always been Team Ian. But let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. For goodness sakes. 
Um, no, it's fine. So, no, that was, so I was just ringing you agree with Jonathan. It wasn't to be miserable. I think there was something, and it's weird, obviously, you know, that like I do my little own internet radio thing. And so he left me, like, a negative review on uh, Facebook. Yeah. And they've clearly never listened. It's just have a pop. And yeah. it And it really upset me. I thought, you know what, we're going to be dead, whatever. So, up, up yours. Yeah, just, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. We got um, we got me and Kath are going to do a new thing, right? We're going to we're going to try it, and uh, tickets will go on sale probably on Sunday, maybe tomorrow. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow. There we go. Um, when I can be bothered, and it's going to we're going to do it in London to start with. We we, we trial stuff in London first just because it's nearer to us, and so we can slink home um, if it don't work. I think it's on Sunday, June the third, a week before I turn uh, uh, forty five, and we're gonna um, it's going to be at the Bill Murray. And it's we're going to try and do, Kyle, we're going to try mm. and do a live TV show on on YouTube. OK. So we're going to try it. Now, I don't know if if computer technology is up to it. I don't I don't know. I've got pe- some people saying, well, yeah, it might work. And some people going, well, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, so I, I don't know if computer technology is up to it. But the reason I'm saying this is A, to drum up a little bit of business, but B, um, because the, you, you're right, you, we're all, we are all going to die at some point, and um, so just try just try stuff. Try stuff. The, 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 this thing that I, I try and adhere to, um, but it's really difficult to, to hold on to, is uh, don't be afraid to fail. I learn... Um, I learn more from my failures than I do from my successes. So I had this stupid idea, and Kath agrees it's stupid, and so she's going to do it. And <laughs> we're going to get a guest, and we might ask someone like Adam Buxton or Shappy or someone to come along, and, we, and um, we'll sell tickets. And, you know, for the first half, we'll probably just dick around a bit, and then the last hour, we're going to try and do a live TV show that people can watch on YouTube. And if it works... We're gonna do one once a month. I didn't tell you that, did I? Sorry. Well, um, so so what I'm saying is, you're right. We are we are all gonna die, and the only times, the times I feel most alive, Kyle, uh, are when I'm like a, 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 a hair's breadth away from complete failure and humiliation. That's it. And that's what this is. It's a hair's breadth away from failure and humiliation. Gosh, you make it sound so exciting. No, ex- well, it is. And it, and, it, and it is. And it's balancing. It's teetering there. And it'll either go one way, failure, humiliation, or it goes the other way. Oh, that worked quite Glory. well. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Success or failure. That's it. And and it's when I'm living on that, that knife edge um, that I feel alive. I agree. But then, Not course, necessarily because I'm caught in humiliation, but because I've lived in the safe zone for yeah. too long and it's boring. And um, I think I've held myself back by seeing the hurdles before I've run up to them and had a go at getting over them. So I'm going to start running. Exactly, exactly. Well, what's the, what's, but what's the difference as well between the periscope shows you do Yep. And and doing like a... I know it's... No, I'll tell you what, multi-cameras... Mm-hmm. Multi cameras um, and better quality picture. Hi, high def. I'm aiming for HD. I'm aiming for mm-hmm. HD. I'm aiming for. Um, I, there's definitely going to be at least two cameras. I would like three cameras, um, and it's going to have opening titles and it's going to have filmed inserts that will be shown to the audience there, but then also will be to the TV viewers. I think it'll be great, you know. I think 
Because I, I remember, I'm that old that I remember the old days of the Pocket video show. Yep. Um, and and they, you know, they were right. And that was quite good when you stopped doing them. And I think, you know, I think it'll be all right. Well, if it all goes wrong, the people that are there will still get a show. So yeah. what's to lose? Uh, yeah. Hey, nice one, Carl. Thanks, man. No worries. Take care. Ta-ta. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello, Ian. You all right? I'm all right, John. What you got for <coughs> us, mate? Can I remember I rang you on Wednesday night? Yes, I do remember you. You were a little bit tipsy, weren't you, John? I was, uh, yeah. Are you, a little bit tipsy. I'm no, but I'm happy. <laughs> Um, you you, um, you, uh, uh, you touched quite a lot of people with your call, me, uh, me included, but a lot, of, uh, a lot of people were very moved by your call, so thank you for that. Well, that's life, you know. Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of people go through the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to go down that path again tonight. No, you know? no, of course not. No, but I just want to say thank you for that. You, you, well, you meant a lot to I, I appreciate that very much. Um, but there is one thing I want to say about this thing. Um, you know, when, when, I, when I told you what had, had happened... Yes. Um, his sister, my daughter, yeah. um, she was in her first year at university. Yeah. You know, so she had, a, she had a bit of a struggle, like, you know. But anyway, she got her first um, a first degree, um, and she, obviously she's in a professional job now, and she's just rolled in about 30 minutes ago, absolutely drunk, because hey. she's had a bit of a, a promotion at work. Hey! So, you know, it's, it's, and earlier on you said you won't have a party atmosphere and it's things like went a little bit down. I was on Periscope and there was a few negatives on there, which I didn't like, but uh, you cut it off at the right time. Oh, Periscope is, 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 there are a lot of negatives on there. And here's, a, I should say this, I don't say this very often, but you can, you can mute people on there. But there are some arseholes on Periscope. But I, yeah, I closed it off, not because of what they were saying. I couldn't see what they were saying, but I just wasn't, I didn't feel, you know. I've got this rule that if, if I'm not feeling great, then I, I, I don't do Periscope. Yeah, well, I, 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 I knew it's a bad time for you at the minute, like, you know, with uh, different um, memories and stuff like different that. strokes. But that's great news about your girl. That's wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it great? It's fantastic. Superb! Uh, she just came in a great mood. Um, I've, I've had to help upstairs and, and get my <laughs> wife out of bed to help her because uh, that's as, as much as I can do for her. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny? Isn't it uh, funny? Yeah, they always, you know, they, they, you know, even when they're all grown up and they're getting promotions and stuff, got to get mum to put her to bed. Uh, she's a bit worse for wear. Oh, that's brilliant news, John. Nice one, mate. Thank you. Uh, well, I just thought I would bring you in and give you a little bit of, a bit of happiness from me anyway. That is great. Absolutely Thanks, great. Thank you very much. Take care, John. OK, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Um, evening, Jamie. Hi, Ian. How are you doing, fella? You all right? Uh, I'm, I'm following John this time. I phoned you up Wednesday as well. Oh, here we go. Look yeah, at this. You were the one that hid under the bed. bed. Yes. Yeah, it's the Wednesday was, reunion club. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us tonight, Jamie? Um, I, I watched that... Um, Cloverfield, you're right, mate. It, it's crap. Don't give any spoilers, but it's it's it's, no, it's no, poor, no. isn't it? It's very poor. It I was just wondering if you've got anything else that I can watch that you recommend or whatnot. Yeah, I, I have actually. Um, Go on. It's a fun, it's a really funny show that I watched last night, and I I said to Kath, "You've got to watch this show." It's a guy that we both like. It's an American comedian called Fred Armisen, and the show is called Stand Up for Drummers. Right. 
Right. And um, basically, it's co- it's an hour it's an hour long stand up comedy show. He kind of loosely hangs it on drums, and and I I was watching it, and I said to Kath, I was I, I was texting her going, this is this reminds me of the radio show because now whereas this is this show is stream of consciousness, and we think it and we say it, and his show is very tightly rehearsed and scripted, it gives the impression of being stream of consciousness and just all the stuff he was talking about um like the doo-wop and the um the jazz all of that i I could imagine us talking about that it goes it goes everyone just put your hand up when you when you you lose interest in this bit of jazz i can imagine us doing that as a phone in yeah definitely And, and i just thought it was it was the closest thing i've ever seen jamie or ever come across the closest yeah. thing to this show. Yeah, because he goes from one subject to another and sometimes you think, oh, this is losing me a little bit, maybe, or I'm not finding it as funny, but then there's something else that comes along and it's just boom, boom, boom. And it's boom, not boom. all funny. You know, some bit is a bit... Re- anyway, I don't want to spoil... But I, I, I recommend that. And I just started as well. I only got the first 15 minutes of it, but it looked quite good and loads of people have recommended it. It's a Japanese series... Yeah. And I can't think what it's called. Someone will tweet me in a second if I keep talking. <laughs> it's a Japanese series about this kid and um he sort of travels in time a little bit. He like he's like riding on his bike and he'll see that um a kid's going to get knocked over or something and then suddenly he's riding on his bike again just before that's happened and so he can get involved and stop it. And I've I've literally watched 15 minutes because I was working last night, so it was a bit tricky. Um, but I really I, I really like the first 15 minutes. I thought it was a little bit. Um, I'm going to Google it because no one's Netflix, Japanese yeah, no, TV. Oh, is it on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on Netflix. It's um, erased. There we go. Erased. Erased. Oh, I've just read a spoiler. Thanks a lot, Netflix. Uh, yeah, <laughs> erased. Uh, 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 and um, that might be quite good. I can't, I've not seen it all, so I can't vouch for it, but that might be all right. All right. I, I was watching you on Periscope for the first time tonight. Oh, he's, he's I, I can up. see you're a bit, bit fed up. Like, yeah, but, I'm uh, a bit fed chin up. up. Chin up, man. Yeah, cheers, man. I'll, I'll take that on board, Jamie. Thank you, mate. Take care. All right. Uh, oh. one, one more thing. Yeah. How's Kath's toe? She stubbed it earlier. Oh, yeah. flipping heck. That's OK, <laughs> just to subside. You know when you, you get past the I really want to scream and shout the F word really loudly and then it's just a dull ache for a while? <laughs> I've just about forgotten about it, but I have squished it. It's all right, Steve. <laughs> Trapped it under the door. Right. Thank, thank you for your concern. Thank you, Jamie. No Take care, mate. Take care, Ta-ta, 0344. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Erased. That Fred Armisen thing. He's in Portlandia, and um, which which we love. Are they going to do any more Portlandias? I wonder. I'm, do you know? What? I might um, I might rewatch Portlandia. I was going to say I could watch that again. Yeah, I might rewatch that. It's a great series. But this stand up for drummers and a lot of the I don't really like stand up specials and the ones on Netflix always feel a little bit. Yeah. A little bit ersatz, but uh, this I thought it was original. I thought it was charming. Some laugh out loud moments, but it's generally it's quite gentle. And there are some bits that aren't that funny, but you just think, oh, that's interesting. And honestly, watch it and see if you. you I, I, I was watching it thinking, this is like our radio. This is the only other artistic performance I've seen that I felt was similar to our vibe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm bigging out, uh, me up too much. Um, evening, Andre. Hi, Cass. Yeah. Yeah, I both. All of you, you and Ian. 
from Sam. Yeah, good. Oh, Ian. Hello there. Right now, you're not going to believe this. No. Well, you might. Hello? I've got a bit of a song coming on, yeah? Yes. But I haven't got my lappy turned on at the moment. Okay. So I've got to skip that one. Well, do you? um, shall we go to the adverts? And then, will your lappy lappy be turned on? I can't turn my lappy on this time of night, Ian. No. Really? No. But you uh, you know when he's Helen Reddy's steady cook? Anything like that? Sorry, Helen Reddy, what? Reddy steady cook. I've been on it, I won it. (laughs) Did you really? I I was against... Oh, any loose women around? Sorry, I was against Christian Christian O'Connell. Yeah, what about him? Yeah, okay. He's not really listening, is he? (laughs) So, so yeah, but no loose women. Yes, can I come on the show? No, they're not sex workers. It's the title of the price. That's the joke. Oh, I didn't know, did I? How yeah, am I you know did. that? I, I think. Oh yeah, Ian. Yeah. Well, uh, there is a really valid point here. Okay. I, I, I don't really agree. Right, believe it or not, I, I don't really like people who phone up, up, you know, half cut. Really. Is they that, shouldn't do that. No, they should not do that. They should be fully cut. <laughs> no, no more bevies on the show, OK? Oh. I'm phoning up on the show. OK, thanks. That's the new law, yeah? yeah? OK, thanks so much for calling. Thank you. There we go. I mean, I've not got a clue. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The switchboard is empty for the first time this evening, so now um, you can call in. Um, don't forget you can download podcasts of this show. Um, they come out on iTunes or your regular podcast providers. And there's also The Rabbit Hole. A new episode of The Rabbit Hole went up yesterday, Thursday. Um, and uh, it's episode 42, and it's called Naughty Salt. It means there are 42, 41 other episodes uh, that you can um, go and track down. And um, with both podcasts, if you get them from iTunes, if you could um, like, subscribe, and share. That's the phrase. Like, subscribe, and share. It just, you know... It works for us, guys. It works for us. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh yeah, the hamster lady. Yeah. What do we make of this story? That's it's a curious tale. I mean, okay, let's read it and then we'll 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 see what we think about it. Uh, By the way, Martin Kellner's on at one o'clock, I I should have said. um, uh, Friday nights and Saturday nights, always that Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. I don't care! Um, um, He's he's, he's on, and he's he's great, and he'll take your phone calls, um, if you're nice, uh, so you can carry on calling after one o'clock. A student claims an airline told her to flush her pet hamster down a lavatory because it wasn't allowed to fly with her. Belen Aladicosia, 21, said she twice checked with Spirit Airlines that she could travel with Pebbles, her dwarf hamster, for emotional support. Now, this is the second story this week of someone taking a pet for emotional support. Yeah, the first one, a peacock. A peacock. woman strode into an airport in America with a peacock for emotional support. How is that... How is that different from a pet? Assured that Pebbles... 
would be allowed. She arrived at Baltimore Washington International Airport in America, only to discover the airline refused to allow her pet on board. Miss Aldecosia from Miami then flushed pebbles away at the airline employee's suggestion. She said, she was scared. I was scared, she said. Oh, about the, about the employee's suggestion, she said. You said this. She was scared. I was scared, she said. It was horrifying trying to put her in the toilet. Oh, God. Um, then don't take it home. I was emotional. I was crying. I sat there for a good ten minutes, crying in the stall. She considered letting Pebbles go free, but she said she thought it more humane to drown the creature than terrify it. That is nuts, ma'am. It is, but, right, these emotional support animals are recommended by doctors to treat a problem, aren't they? I don't know. So I'm wondering what her problem is. The problem is she's a nut job. Well, yeah, that's not, that's not a rational response, is it, the thing that she did? A spokesman for Spirit Airlines confirmed they'd mistakenly advised the rodent could board the plane but denied a worker recommended flushing the animal away. Well, even if the, the, the worker did recommend flushing the animal away, she still had the... Um, I bet she's getting hell on Twitter, isn't she? She is. Well, I can't find her on Twitter. I can't find her on Facebook. I think that's okay. a sign. OK. Um, uh, OK. First thing. We don't actually know this happened. This is my this is my thinking. We don't actually know that this happened. We have her account that it happened, and we have the airline's account that they turned the hamster away. There's a lawyer that's speaking for her at the moment. Okay, so it happened. Because I wrote to him. Well, what's he saying? Uh, I found him online. Hang on, I'll find. Let me find it. Um, but yeah, he's speaking for her, saying that she's getting a lot of you know aggression as a result of what's happened, and admitting that she has no proof that that's what she was advised to do by an airline worker, basically. Okay. Well, but even if she was, it's still dumb. It's still a dumb know, thing to do. I know. I know. But I'm kind of wondering mm. what the reason for having this thing is in the first place. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised that the first guide pony, guide horse in Britain has been um, introduced. You've seen this? Um, For the guy, there's a a blind guy who is either allergic to or scared of dogs. So he's got a guide horse. Like a little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah, they're tiny, aren't they? they? I mean, literally, it's tiny. Size of a dog. Yeah. Size of a small, size of a medium-sized dog, and um, they've been around for years. Because I remember I discovered—I I think someone pointed them out to me when I was on LBC. So that was ten years ago, um, I, 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 and I just thought that they had them in this country. But this guy's got the first one. Imagine that, though, having a guide horse. Well. People with guide dogs sometimes come up against opposition for taking them into shops still, even though it's illegal to bar someone yeah. on the basis that they have a dog. Imagine trying to get a horse in there. Imagine getting a horse in the back of a cab. Oh, God. It's just not going to happen, is it? Is it going to happen? Would it happen? Well, size-wise, they can do it. Size-wise, they can do it. But imagine the um, stuff that comes out of their ass. Oh, that's true. The stuff... Easier to find, though. Bigger. Stuff that comes out of their ass. Um... It's a weird old uh, 
thing. It's a weird old thing. But I love that. We get, let's get rid of the dogs. Let's put the dogs out of um, let's put the dogs out of work, and let's get the um, and why not have like guide pigs or um, um, guide eagles, guide peacocks. Yeah, we go. You see, that's what you need. Yeah, that's what you need. Hey, this is a nice story. Sandy Shaw. Hooray! What's she got? Um, she first dipped her toes into the pot world more than fifty years ago. Toes because she didn't wear shoes. Barefoot and bewitching, Sandy Shaw became synonymous with the 60s, winning our hearts and giving Britain its first Eurovision victory. Yesterday, 51 years after her triumph with Puppet on a String, Sandy Shaw was belatedly honoured with an MBE at Buckingham Palace. I can't remember the hierarchy of... um, I think that's... It's not as good as an OBE, is it? No. Not unreasonably, Prince Charles had a question for the 70-year-old. He said, um, Why? Why is it taking you so long to, for you to get here? She said afterwards, I told him the truth. The truth is that women in music haven't tended to be honoured in the past, certainly not in the 60s. Boom. Boom. You've Have got that. to love Sandy Shaw. He was. Uh, he, he said, Charles, you're the one that dishes them out, you plonker. I don't think he decides, though, does he? He, he can. He can you s- have to send a letter. He could say, mm, what, what about Sandy Shaw? Mm. He said he was glad I was here now. He was a bit stunned it had taken so long. Despite her 1967 victory, she admitted she takes no interest in Eurovision now. Asked if she'd seen Suri's track Storm being chosen on Wednesday night to represent the UK at this year's event, she said, no, I watched Silent Witness. <laughs> Don't blame her. Um, her decision to go barefoot in the 60s was a practical one because she could never find the right size shoes. Oh, come on, Sandy, come on, we're not buying that. Over the years, going barefoot has become my trademark, she once said. I now feel it's more of a mindset, an expression of inner and outer freedom. Good for you, Sandy Shaw. Well done. Well, I, love, I love that picture. I think that's brilliant. Evening, Barry. How's it going, Ian? It's going. Thanks for taking me call. It's an absolute pleasure, Barry. It's my job. OK, no problem. Um, I was just calling to uh, do you like a poem or rap to like cheer you up a bit. Gosh. Um... um... Uh, are you a rapist? Rapper? Uh, no, I'm just a fan. I just like to do it. Do it then, brother. Let's hear it. Take it away. OK, go. We're going to go and take your blues away. The sky is red now. they got nothing to say. Let's pretend now while a shepherd's astray that it's fixed at the start and the end of the day. They never, never say, never, no one, never oblige. Well, I ain't never, never, never going to better this rhyme with no kids, but monkey business. Greedy lines, flying, skill and effort is the mode to be in these times. Would it want to be you? We won't take you alive. Because when talent works hard, no one to be survived. A shuffle of eggs and manures. I'm just making up words and never be too sure when you're chatting to nerds. It's the three in the trio or collection of third. You know, I go my own way and I'm just walking through heads. I always look both ways when I'm stepping off curbs. Because if you're struck by a bush, you can really get hurt when you're trying to save the world with your time off work. There you go, Ian. Look, were you making that up on the spot, Barry? No. I, I did the first oh. time I did it. I made it up in, like, three bits. OK. Um, uh, well, that... Do you... Do you um, I'm speechless. Yeah, he he spat some lyrics there. He really spat something out. Um, Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't breathe in the middle bit. This is the trick. The circular breathing is the is yeah, the trick you've got do to do. That, and I know we don't we can't talk about him, but Rolf Harris is an excellent circular breather. Mm-hmm. I know we can't. I know we can't. But it's, <laughs> um, we, we have to ignore that because of his heinous crimes. Well, Barry, well done. You've certainly you've lightened the mood. 
Okay, don't see you. Okay, you sound miserable now. <laughs> um, let's go to Amanda. Yes, Amanda? Hello, good Hello, evening. Good evening, Amanda. Hi. I just found a wee list earlier on and I was really confused. I'm like, what is this? It's got avocado and prawn. Yes. It's got banana, cigarette, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? And then I remembered it was your list of things from the other night. What? Favourite sandwich. So with cigarette in it, did she say? No, no. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, sorry, my nana. Your favourite grandparent. Oh, okay. there you go, you see? Perfect. And so, my favourite... So, right, my right. favourite grandparent... with you in a second, Martin. Martin yeah, no problem. Coming. No, no problem, this is very entertaining. No, well, I, that, I'm that, enjoying that's, it. That's debatable, but we'll go on. <laughs> the last 20 minutes, I don't know what's going on. Yes, Amanda? So, my favourite grandparent was my, my wee nana. We used to call her wee nana banana. Yes. She was very naughty. Yes. And... She used to give me cigarettes when I was 11. There you go. <laughs> she used to smoke silk cut. She'd give me cigarettes. So, what else have I got on the list? Avocado and prawn. That's my favourite sandwich. I'm using your phone call to tidy up the studio. I hope you that's don't mind. Good, that's good. That's fine. Go. Also, um, what was the other thing? I don't know. I'm not there. I can't read Clothing. Fav- well, this is a wee bit risky, but I've wrote over-shoulder boulder holder. I couldn't be without my bra. That okay. would that would Eesh. be horrendous. Um, yeah, and what else was on that list? I don't know. I, I don't know. That. I can't see the list, Amanda. I'm not there. No, your list. Let me see. The I list. don't know. I don't remember what we did in the first oh. hour of this show, let alone what we did last uh, earlier in the week. Oh. You did favourite sandwich, she just said. Oh, yeah, that was Avocado it. Avocado and prawn. Avocado uh, and prawn. Well, mm. thank you, Amanda. Um, Lenny says at least you can't flush a horse. You hear about the girl that flushed a hamster down the... Oh, well, I just heard you talking about it. I didn't, uh, I didn't spot that. It wasn't in the uh, Financial that's, Times. That's... <laughs> Martin Kellner! Yes. I, I feel we've, we've... I feel it's been a bit flat this evening, so I'm... That I'm, sounded good to me. I was well, just that. They normally have... Uh, I might have been listening to talk sports. Yeah, I think maybe it, you were listening to the sports no, boys. Yeah, I think it's you very good. Been. Very so good. I'm, I'm relying on you to kind of buck things up after one o'clock. Mm. Uh, what... Oh. We've got, yeah, we've got loads of stuff today. Uh, favourite sandwich, favourite grandparent, all that <laughs> stuff. We're doing it. It's, uh, I can't we wait. We did it. We did it um, in the week, just like proper old lazy. Who's your fa- what's your favourite sandwich? Who are your favourite grandparents? Who would be your favourite um, black man to play Bond? Yes. Um, <laughs> should we bring back hanging? Yeah. And what's your favourite time? And um, people took it seriously. People, yeah. you know, people were like, well, people like that. And I have to say, yeah. your last caller there, who was uh, given a cigarette at eleven, yeah, uh, silk cut, yeah, good cigarette to start kids on. Training silk cut, fags. They're, they're smooth. They are oh, training I, fags. Oh, I started on, you, I started on silk cut. Yeah, because there's, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Remember, I had a silk cut, and then my next cigarette was um, Benson and Hedges. Wow, that's mm. a leap. And I had two leap. Benson and Hedges yeah. in a row. Bloody hell! I was I was off this planet. It was yes. outrageous. You do when you when you start smoking. I mean, people don't these days, but when you start smoking at the age of twelve or thirteen, yeah. first couple of cigarettes do make you sick. Yeah, but silk cut very smooth. Same with heroin. I'm told first yes, couple of a, things make you very moorish. Um, so uh, have you have you got anything to? Yes, yes we just... have. We have actually. We've got a fair bit. Um, we're talking about Bond movies and how he's been. Bond has been getting um, a bit of flack on YouTube, and they've put all the scenes where. 
Bond is politically incorrect, Uh-oh. which is basically all the Yes, it's Bond films, yeah, it's put Bond film up. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, there are things like... There was one here, I can't remember, he was slapping somebody's bottom. Oh, yeah, uh, he was slapping somebody's bottom. He also uh, forced himself on a woman in a hayloft. Now, which Bond is he? Is this, like, all the Bonds? All the Bonds. Goldfinger, he, he, there was where he forced himself. Then there was uh, one where he... Uh, there were patronising put-downs, we know about those. Yeah. Unwanted passes, casual domestic violence, alcoholism, jingoism, yeah, yeah. environmental recklessness. Yeah. He's not a poster boy for the Green Movement in any way whatsoever. Um, and also, he liked killing people. Took a great deal of pleasure yeah. out of killing people. Uh, which is... Well, there, there, uh, there was the scene in... I think it was... I don't really like the Daniel Craig Bonds because I don't understand the story. I get, I've got no idea... Who is who and who is the bag? Mm. I don't understand it. But there was a scene, in, I think it was the last one, where there was a woman with a whiskey glass on her head and the bad guy shot her and Bond went, oh, that's a waste of a glass of whiskey. Yeah. Oh, and it was, and everyone went, oh, that's a bit right, mate. Come on, soon. Daniel. Can't be a bit soon, yeah. Yes. Come on, crazy. But arguably, arguably, there are films of books that were written in the 1950s. Yeah. You won't know what it was like in the 1950s. I only just, but... Um, but then you'd have to set them in the 1950s. Yeah. And are yeah. they still... Are they based on the books? I thought that they'd used up all the books. And they, they have kind used of up all the books, but, yes, and... but the characters, yeah. and the milieu, the milieu, if you like. I, I, know, I know this is pure partridge, but it's Roger Moore for me. Roger, Tom Baker is my Doctor Who. And Roger Moore is is my Bond. And avocado and prawn is your favourite sandwich. That is what <laughs> it's all about, Martin. Um, Martin will be on after one o'clock. You can phone him up and talk to him oh, if you please, want. Please, please. <laughs> um, you can phone him up and sing to him if you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The, the phone. I should just say. Um, the phone number is generally free for most people. Will cost you pennies um, at most, and also they phone you back. They us we 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 do phone you back, so it won't cost you much at all. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You're on until five o'clock. Until five o'clock. Yes. Beautiful. All right. Listen, we're we're done. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. I will be on. Uh, Sunday brunch. I'm going mainstream on Sunday, and then I'm on Loose Women on Monday. Oh, Who'd have thunk it? Fantastic. Uh, and we'll be back on the radio at 10 o'clock on Monday. Until then, stay tuned for Martin Kellner. Ta-ta!